Breaking news. The story of the offseason has officially broken. It was reported this morning by Ian Rappaport that the Packers and the Jets opened up conversations and negotiations for Aaron Rodgers to become a Jet before the draft spectacular kicks off on Thursday night. Well, now Adam Schefter is reporting that a deal has been made. That is right. The New York Jets get Aaron Rodgers and... Pick number 15 of this year's NFL draft and a 2023 fifth round pick. And in return, the Packers will get pick number 13. What? What? A 2023 second round pick, number 42. What? A sixth round pick, number 207. What? And a conditional... 2024, second round pick that becomes a first if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the plays. Aaron Rodgers is an Iron Man. He's going to do that. So a future first rounder for the Green Bay Packers as well. A first round swap this year, a second, a sixth, and then a first in the future. Mm. The Packers win, the Jets win, Mm -hmm. and Aaron Rodgers is now officially a New York Jet. Wow. This has been a long process, obviously, for you, Ty Schmidt, as a Green Bay Packer owner. What are your thoughts as it is, you know, the Aaron Rodgers era comes to a full close with the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, I mean, bittersweet for sure, but I think you mentioned, I think both teams win. I I really do. I mean, like, you know, I I, I didn't think that they were going to get the 13th pick, and and technically, I mean, moving up two spots, like, that's okay, but Rodgers... You know, he wanted out. The Packers didn't really want him anymore. So, like, this was happening no matter what. To get that conditional first-round pick potentially next year, as long as he doesn't, you know, break his collarbone or something like that, which I don't Whoa. think that's going to happen. Well, it's not. wished it upon him. No, no I, I did not wish it upon him because I want the first-round pick as well. Sure. So, it's not like, you know, like, he, he will play. I want to see him play well. But, yeah, I mean, leading up to this, kind of everything that we've known, like, I, I was not expecting the Packers to get this in return, so I'm pretty fucking pumped. And we'll find out uh, later who gave in to what, what was the sticking point. There's a lot of transactions happening here, including a conditional first in the future, which is a massive ordeal to negotiate through. 65% of the plays, how did they land on that number? I think all parties say, who care? Who cares? It is done. Mm-hmm. This is something that's been lingering over the heads of every single Green Bay Packer fan, Green Bay yeah. Packer player, Green Bay Packer coach, what? Green Bay Packer front office, mm-hmm. and New York Jets fan, what? New York Jets player, yeah, New York Jets coach, what? New York Jets front office. I mean, this is something that's been looming. They get the job done on this glorious overreaction Monday, April 24th, just days away from the first round. What do the Packers do with that pick? Ooh. Are they going to bundle that and move up, try to make some plays? Are they going to get a weapon? How will Gunta Kuntz use the weapons that they got for the Aaron Rodgers trade to make the team better? Now we sit and see, Connor. Yeah, you definitely can't rule out them drafting a the quarterback, but I do think it is the great opportunity for them to get that last you know, maybe they don't trade up. Maybe some wide receiver falls to number 13 and the Packers say, you know what, it's time to support the quarterback of our future, Jordan Love. Tone, immediately, do odds change for the New York Jets or for the Green Bay Packers with this trade? And how do you feel as an NFL fan that this deal has got? This is pretty legendary. Yeah. Tom yeah. Brady, obviously contract ends, ends up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning gets cut from the Indianapolis Colts, goes to the Denver Broncos. Matthew Stafford gets traded from Detroit to go over to the Rams. Russell Wilson gets traded from the Seahawks to the Broncos. So it is common practice these days for our great quarterbacks to be on the move and go to a new team. Aaron Rodgers now in New York Jed. Yeah, I just looked to see if it did change. They stayed pretty much at plus fourteen hundred. I assume it was it was already cooked into the odds that Aaron was that they were gonna they thought this was gonna get done as far as a deal done, just like we thought, and we we're just waiting for it to happen. 
Um, and they're, they're still second in the division behind the Bills. But I love it. I love it for football. I love it for that division. I love it. I love it when other like when guys that have been on a team forever go play somewhere else. I think that's just fun as like an NFL football fan. I wouldn't want it for my own football team to happen. Like, well, I, Ben Roethlisberger almost went to the Niners allegedly. So you yeah. almost had an experience. Yeah, but, but he did. You're talking about chip on a shoulder, having to reprove yes. themselves. Also, how will they do in a different environment, different culture, different team build? What? That team with New York Jets ready to go. Yes. They got the rookie of the year on both sides of the ball, the backup rookie of the year on both sides of the ball. They got weapons. They got a big-time draft. They got pick number 15. Joe Douglas has done great with the draft. Mm-hmm. As of late, they're still going to be able to add to it. The Jets fans are rejoicing. You can hear Greeny's penis hitting the bottom of his oh, desk yeah. all the way over here in Indiana. People are pumped. The Packers fans should be excited as well. Now, they get that massive amount of money off of their books. Who will they add to the team? How will Jordan Love do? We shall see. The NFL never sleeps, especially on Draft Spectacular Week. Congrats to all parties. We'll see you tomorrow for a massive Tuesday. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome. On this Overreaction Monday, April 24th, 2023, this sports program starts now. Draft Spectacular! Is on Thursday. Great work by the boys, kind of syncing that whole thing up. This is a massive week around the NFL because the next era of NFL hopefuls will be decided starting on Thursday night where we will be live for our fourth annual, fourth annual, fourth annual, fourth annual draft spectacular. It's our biggest show of the year normally. Now, I do not believe we are going to crack what we'd had for Aaron Rodgers, talking about his intentions (laughs) to go and play for the New York Jets post the darkness retreat when we had like 498,000 concurrence. That was bananas. That was bonkers. That was crazy. And that was something that has spurred a conversation for the last 40 days about what's going to take place between the Packers and the Jets. We assume that deal will be done by Thursday. We assume other lingering topics around the NFL will be done by Thursday. And it feels like since we've started this draft spectacular, our particular universe has been dropped an absolute asteroid, like what was dropped in Indianapolis on Friday mm-hmm. uh, at like 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to just rattle our whole being. We cannot wait for Thursday. We hope you will join us. We have GMs from all over the NFL stopping by and joining us to chit-chat about the pick they're about to make or the pick that they did make. Oh, now, yeah. per tradition here, Chris Ballard will be joining us at 7.55 Eastern oh, Standard yeah. Time. Whoa. Moments before the Colts have to do whatever the Colts have to do, he will be the one kicking off the entire program. We will also have numerous other GMs, surprise guests, and talent acts. That's right. Talent. Whoa. That's right. What do you mean acts? Well, we have a basketball court. Sure. Whenever you're watching a basketball court do its thing, normally during breaks in game, there is some sort of acts that take place. So I thought to myself when I was thinking, you know what? This Thunderdome has a lot of space, doesn't it? This Mm -hmm. needs to be a spectacular draft, spectacular. Mm -hmm. We need to utilize the entire space. We are doing that. We are hoping that Thursday night will be an absolute blast. We cannot thank you enough. We now have the capability to bounce studio to studio, place to place, because Zito, Frankie, and Jake went to work not only on Thursday of last week, 
week, but this past weekend, kind of looping everything together. Thursday night should be a showcase mm. of everything that the Thunderdome could be. Mm-hmm. It could also be an absolute clusterfuck where everything be. fails. <laughs> With that being said, there'll be numerous guests. There'll be giveaways and big moments as we watch guys' dreams come true and try to predict what a team is thinking whenever they make the pick that they pick. I genuinely cannot wait. This weekend, as I was trying to fall asleep, my mind was racing about Thursday night. Will there be a big-time trade between Aaron and the Jets right Ooh. before? Or will it come Wednesday? Or will it come not until day two? Ooh. So it's a second rounder. Yeah. There's just so much that can take place. What's going to happen in the first four picks? And then after that, we just try to survive in advance. Mm-hmm. That's try right. to see who's doing what. Mm-hmm. The Toxic Table's here looking fantastic at Boston Connor and Ty Schmidt. Connor, let's start with you wearing that Bruins sweater. Massive weekend for the NHL. Huge weekend for the NHL and also the Bruins, Pat. Let's, you know, give them their flyers because they're up 3-1 and there's only two teams with a 3-1 lead right now and that's the Boston Bruins and the Carolina Hurricanes. So, shout out to them as well. But yeah, five overtime games. I mean, the entire weekend of sports was great, but NHL in particular feel like they kind of took over over obviously every uh kind of different game had their own little testy fights all everything going on was incredible uh edmington in la that was their overtime game yesterday they also had an overtime game friday i believe that series is tied up now dallas they tied their series up now and tonight is a massive night because some of the series left are 2-1. So you could get those 3-1 leads like the Bruins did. And, you know, granted, we can't hold everyone to the Bruins standard, you know. Just because well, they since are. 2005, best team ever. Best, yeah. Most wins yeah. ever, actually. But yeah, since 2005. Most wins ever. Uh, 65 still bigger than 62. Yeah, but four shootout dubs, which the 62 team wasn't able sure. to have any of. So you subtract that. <laughs> yeah. That's 61, 61 all of a sudden. Holy shit. Yeah. 62-61. What's that? Since 2005. So we just don't even have to dive into it if we just say best record since 2005 sure. in the shootout era. Okay, most points ever, most wins ever. So I guess we can't say shootout era, but what we could also say is most wins that the Bruins ever had, which was way more than what Sidney Crosby and the Pens ever did. In well, season. the thing about that so is shootout say- era or not, the Pens were not able to touch what you were able to touch. Mm-hmm. The Pens are not in it. The team that I've adopted... The Las Vegas Golden Knights. Hell yeah. And the reason why is because Jackie Aces came on on the program. He almost had a hat trick as well. The dude had two goals going into the third period. Also had a chance to win it. Bad ice. Yeah. Mm. Pour water on the pond. Wasn't able to win it. But I've been riding along with the NHL playoffs, even though the Pens haven't been in it. And the Pens aren't in it for the first time in like 17 years. That's right. So that is obviously a little bit of a different experience because this is basically when the NHL kind of starts. Right. For a lot of places that don't have NHL teams. For instance, Indianapolis. You're not ever going to see many games here. ESPN and TNT, big deal, but you're never really going to happen upon a game here in Indianapolis. So the playoffs, you know, is all... And NHL has shown up. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was wondering if I thought the NHL maybe had lost its fastball because Sidney Crosby wasn't in there. Sure. Turns out that's not the case at mm-hmm. all. There are stars all over the place. They're flying around. The games are tight, and there's been massive comebacks. Teams down three have come back and either tie it and send it to overtime or win it. Those types of swings are what keep the energy in the building or out of the building and outside. The NHL has this beautiful tradition of if you can't get a ticket to get inside the arena, you just sit outside of it. Pittsburgh had it. Mm-hmm. There was numerous cities Toronto, over the weekend that have it. I think yeah. Toronto had it. Had a great one. Those scenes coming out of the NHL 
Fantastic. Congrats to your Bruins doing their thing. And not just being a big fugaze and winning the most games in the history since 2005. Speaking of Golden Knights, Ty, you and I are big-time fans of that team. You since their uh, beginning, conception? Yeah, Yeah. inception, conception, whatever you want to say. Me just since Jackie Aces comes on the program, gives Mm -hmm. us a great interview because nobody in NHL really comes on this show except for old Rupper. You know, Rupper's our guy. And I would cheer for the team that he played on. Oh, that was the Pens. I do cheer for them. He was on Devils his rookie year, won a Stanley Cup. Rangers. Until they put a rubber banner up in the sky there in uh, New Jersey, I ain't a fan of them. I'm a fan of the Pens. I've picked up the Golden Knights, which you have as well. But the team that you're really obsessed with Mm -hmm. is the Green Bay Packers. You're obviously an owner. Big piece of information coming out of Ian Rappaport this morning. Allegedly, the Packers and Jets have picked back and resumed conversation. That's good news for everybody, right? Yeah, no, it it is good news. Because the closer we were getting to the draft, I was kind of starting to worry. Like, okay, what's going to happen here? Like you mentioned, you know, in your intro, like, if on day two or day three this thing gets done, and then we're looking at you know the what the, whatever compensation they do get for Rodgers, you're not going to be able to use that until next year. I think I, I don't know how a lot of Packers fans feel. I guess I feel like I'm actually very excited for this year's draft because in years past with Rodgers, it's kind of like you already know what the team's like going into the season. You kind of know what to expect, and the last couple years it's kind of been like, okay, how are they going to fuck this up? How are they going to piss off Rodgers? You know, like we we always. We always say, like, hey, they need a weapon. They need, you know, so-and-so. And it seems like they've always done the exact opposite thing that all the fans have kind of wanted. But going into this year, first-round pick potentially from the Jets aside, like, I I actually uh, am. You think you're getting 13? No, no, I'm saying, like, that, that probably is not going to happen, which uh, is fine. But right, if yeah. you get that second pick and then they also have their second pick, maybe they double those up and try to move back into the first round and have two picks. But I just – I am actually, like, very excited because it – you kind of don't know what they're going to do. And it seems like, you know, like Gudikins has kind of taken it on the shins the last couple of years. Like he recognizes like, Hey, I got, I kind of have to nail this draft. Like I, I can't come on. And granted, you know, like we, we've talked about it with AJ, like people will, will grade the draft the night of or right after. And like, you don't know, but I think he's going to want the, the kind of positive momentum right after the draft that he, he doesn't want fans fucking coming at him. Like they have the last couple Very of years. interesting over there in green Bay because they haven't done much free agency wise, like no. next to nothing, nothing. Cause they've had $60 million kind of hung up. Yeah. So obviously we just assume they've been scouting for the draft because they haven't been talking to the jets either. Rappaport tweeted like, breaking news hey the two sides that have to make a deal are talking again right it's like what have they been doing yeah i don't understand how that that takes place but if they have a plan which i assume they do the deadline was draft night i assume in all parties eyes let's not even waste time talking until we get closer they got to nail the draft. Have to. Uh-huh. They're not the only team that has to nail the draft. There's a lot of teams that are looking at this draft, hoping that it can change. There's a lot of people talking shit about this draft. Mm. Sounds like there's a lot of sources within NFL buildings saying this draft class, not that good. It kind of stinks. One GM said that if you have less than 15 players with a first-round draft grade, that class sucks. Yeah. And then we go on to say... We're way below 15 for this particular class. So I think they're taking a shot at it. But at the top, there's still a lot of action to be had. Tone, the movement in the odds for these people. And a couple years back, we don't want to just do this because we don't have long enough arms to do it all day. Right. Uh, I mean, if you come over here, we can probably just do it to each other. Yeah, so we could be on like a a centipede. uh, Human centipede. Human centipede of back padding. Exactly. Here, we should just, well, uh, I'll I'll go this way. Hey, Tony, good work. Good job, Pat. Thank you. Probably get to the wide shot there. 
Boom. So we're all patting each other on the back. Yeah, yeah. Because we changed uh, basically draft odds with one sentence into a microphone mm-hmm. live from a living room in Tampa Bay, Florida. Mm-hmm. That was when our source says, told us Mac Jones ain't going to the Niners. Everybody thought the San Francisco 49ers traded up to number three. Something like that could still take place, obviously. Number two and number three, we assume, are potentially on the board to get traded for. Mm-hmm. So who knows what the trades will be to move up in the draft to get somebody that they love. But everybody thought the Niners were taking Mac Jones. Oh, yeah. John Lynch, Cal Shanahan, the way they were talking, they're clearly taking Mac Jones. This man who was able to slice and dice defenses, you put him into a Shanahan offense, he'll know exactly what he's supposed to do because he's got a big brain and he's incredibly accurate, so he's like Jimmy G, a little bit more athleticism than Jimmy G, maybe able to make a couple more throws than Jimmy G. Will he be able to do the same things Jimmy G does? Yes. That's why he's going to number three. Then we're told, right before we go live, it ain't Mac not Jones. Nuh-uh. Are you sure it ain't Mac Certain. Really? It is not, I know. It is not Mac Jones. Really? Who told you that? Is that real? Are you serious? Yeah. Are we supposed to say this? on? Like, you should not have told us this. <laughs> Right before our show yeah, started. Come on. They said, go ahead, let it eat or whatever. So literally, let off the show. We're being told. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Number three, ain't Mac Jones. Those draft odds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sports books have the same amount of information that we have. Yes. Now, some of them might be able to have moles in buildings. If that's the case, the NFL is going to be pissed. Yeah. And they're going to fucking go ahead and snoop <laughs> them out. So this is an angle that we can maybe get some of these sports books because they don't know, like games, they have. Obviously, time travelers and other people that have predicting apps and algorithms Mm -hmm. and codes and big brains and everything like that. So it seems like they have the advantage in games over us because we're just mere mortals. That's That's right. right. But for the draft, it feels like it's kind of a similar playing field. There's been a lot of movement. One half of the hammer, done. Cowboys tone dig. It's a very similar playing field, and bookmakers will tell you it's it's the most even playing field you're going to get ever when a book's making a line on these situations. And you know, to kind of highlight the situation, we're going to have to take a trip down memory lane. Okay? Let's do it! Uh, are we closing our eyes or are we just kind of... No, go? no, let's open our eyes. Um, oh, okay. Because okay. I don't like when people are looking at me with their eyes closed. Okay? That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. It's weird. Yeah. Make your fucking eye contact, okay? So... How many people are just looking at you with their eyes closed? Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say. We found out last week that you, you stand over mirrors right. yeah. to nair your taint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which is smart. Now we're here and you're looking at people with their eyes closed. Why are people's eyes closed when they're looking well, at you? Well, I watch my baby sleep on a monitor a lot. I hate when she's sitting there with her eyes closed, just fucking staring. Hey, wake back up, cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do something. Do uh, something. But uh, so, like, when the bookmakers, they're basically going off the same storylines that we are. So when you go back, and the line movement kind of makes sense from, from where we were at a point. Before the uh, combine, Bryce Young was the favorite. CJ Stroud comes in, fucking has a great day. Anthony Richardson comes in, has a great day. He's the most athletic quarterback of all time. He's throwing great. He's interviewing great. So they, the draft odds kind of move there to where it's Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud at number one coming out of that weekend with Anthony Richardson, who moves up. And then Will Levis, who's always been the uh, one of the top four, say. Four like, normally. Four mm-hmm. normally. Uh, especially after the combine weekend, he was four coming out of that weekend. In the Mayo. He was kind of, the, yeah, kind of the guy who was left behind. Okay, And then the Panthers trade for the number one pick. C.J. Stroud shoots up to number one on the on the odds as far as to go number one overall. That's because everyone thought that he was the favorite there in Carolina. And then his pro day came, and it looked like, hey, he was kind of Josh McCann says when you move to Charlotte, we'll yeah. play hoops. He was right. kind of the favorite there in Carolina. And then after the pro days, there's this kind of period where people just go back into their holes, and I think they start looking at film again. And I think that's when Bryce Young kind of made that trip back up. And then last week, Bryce Young went from, like, minus 200. I think he's minus 2,000 right now yeah. to go number one overall. Okay, so you would think – 
that obviously obviously makes CJ Stroud the, the favorite to go in number two. Okay. No, then we get news coming out of the Texans off front office that they're potential. Maybe I don't know where it's coming from. Might not be their front office. Shefty said it, it though, right? Shefty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, Shefty knows people. Yeah. Where, where they're not necessarily going to take a quarterback number two overall. Uh, they could take anybody. And the, all this stuff is now coming out about uh, C.J. Stroud and, you know, is he the quarterback that should be number two? We'll be talking to one of the founders of C2, the brain Correct. test, the Ooh. cognitive test, at 2.15 Eastern Standard Time today. Brandon Alley. Okay. Speaking of the C.J. Stroud stuff, yeah. I do believe he wants to clear up some of that stuff. But if there is going to be a quarterback that goes number two, it's going to be C.J. Stroud. Okay? He's proven winning record. He throws the ball better than pretty much anyone else out there. Um, and then this weekend. There's a massive fucking move. Boom. Put up the graphic, please. Excuse me? Will Levis goes from, at one point, plus 2,000 to go number two overall to minus 120 with C.J. Stroud. Not even here. It's like plus 500 or something like that to go number two overall. Now, this does not say that the Houston Texans are taking Will Levis. This says that whoever decides to trade up the number two or the number two overall pick is going to take Will Levis. So that means Bryce Young, Will Levis would be the lo- the <laughs> the kind of the way this whole thing would go. Yep. None of us could have expected that, including the books who had him at plus two thousand just eight or fourteen days ago. Yeah. Now minus one twenty, minus one twenty, nowhere near as. As close to minus 2,000. So this does not mean that Sportsbook mm-hmm. thinks this is a lock. Bryce Young at minus 2,000, they think is a lock. Right. Yes. They think they have it figured out. Now the next person's like plus 1,000 after him at number one overall. Minus 120 is like, that's who they think it is right now. That could change mightily over the next two days. But that leads to your point, Tone. Nobody has a fucking clue right now what's going to happen. Well, the funny part about it is even Bryce Young is minus, he's 2,400 to be exact for number one. But second is plus Fifteen hundred, and that's C.J. Stroud. And third overall odds, plus twenty five hundred, is Anthony Richardson to go number one. So those two quarterbacks are above, yeah, Levis to go number one, but way below him to go number two. And then Stroud's a favorite at three, but if he does get to four with those Indianapolis Colts, I'm speaking to Will Levis. He's also the favorite to go number four too. But what what happened between he posted that photo and now? Yeah, where, yeah. Remember that photo where he was like, "I was in the worst shape of my life. Mm-hmm. Only had a six pack." And then all of a sudden he has ten pack shredded. Yeah. He's six foot four, right? Yeah, yeah. six four, like two two thirty, two twenty nine. Yep. And yep. he said, "I got a can, and I can. I want to showcase that whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Maybe people just got a chance to chat with him a little bit, and they're like, you know what? Like what the cut of this guy's jib. Yeah. Like this guy's moxie. Like what he's about. And they think he can make every throw. Now, am I going to have to come to full grips with this guy potentially being our quarterback at four? Sounds like no." Because he's going to go ahead of time, and Chris Ballard's maybe just going to have to see who's left to make a decision. But let's just say somehow it goes defense, defense, two, three. Sure. Which it could. Everybody's saying it could potentially. Now there's like seven to eight teams that need a quarterback. Will they all try to trade up Mm -hmm. the two or the three? History says yes, but how much do they actually love these quarterbacks versus how much does the media say these teams love these quarterbacks? I mean, that's kind of the balance we have to play. But if Chris Ballard has – C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, Hendon Hooker, what? and anybody else all available at four. 
who does he go with? And that will be the ultimate tell of whether or not this C2 cognitive test means anything. Yeah. The pro day means anything. Winning in college means anything. It's like all those answers kind of come to the forefront if they're all available at four. And Chris Ballard's the person that will set the trend for us to believe on what matters and what doesn't matter. It's real possible. It's, it's possible. Oh, yeah, because two and three have already said they're listening and willing to potentially move out of that spot. But wasn't it a long, long time ago when – it might have even been the combine when Ballard sat up there and said, "You know, we could just stay at four and potentially get the guy we want." Like he said, "I don't, I don't think you got to go to one to get the guy." Yeah, yeah. it's like so that means he likes Anthony Richardson is what we thought at that time. At that right, time we did. But then there was like a week and a half where Anthony Richardson was the hot pick. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Richardson's going to go too. I think Orlovsky said the Texans are going to take Anthony Richardson yeah. yep. too. I don't even know what his odds are. Obviously, Will Levis is minus one twenty. Who knows what Anthony Richardson's are there? Right, I, I don't. He's sixth. Sixth best odds to go number two overall. Damn. He's a lot of people ahead of him. So I'm just saying, like, every week there's been a new who's it, who's not it. And it's like, who will it end up being on Thursday? We shall see. Joining us now is a man who hopefully has more information on the subject. He is in Kansas City already. Wow. Wow. He works for the NFL Network. He works for the NFL's website. He works for the NFL social media accounts. Mm. He also works for the NFL streaming service, NFL Plus. Host of the Insiders, where he puts on a t-shirt with two other guys and talks about their punditry as insiders. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the weekly wrap-up, the Rap Sheet and Friends, us being friends, he being Rap Sheet, live from the draft city of Kansas City, four days in advance. Seems to be a bit much. Get your rap boy. What's up, Bob? What's up, guys? Wow. Hey, that's a, can, you hear me okay, by the way? Yeah, is that a hotel? That's a beautiful-looking lobby. It's not the hotel, as a matter of fact. Hmm. Where am I right now? I'm in the green room. So. Oh. Nice. Yeah, only the best for me, Pat. Only the best. I like this. I was in one of these down in Nashville before I did my draft uh, selection for the Indianapolis Colts. They really this green room back there. Yeah, they really doll that place up too because there's a lot of cameras back there, a lot of photos back there. They want to make it as comfortable as possible. That looks nice, Ian. It is actually quite luxurious. I'm sitting on a what seems to be a very fine couch right now. There's a coffee shop over there, which is something that's obviously very important to me. Uh, our live shot location is over there, uh, so you're going to be seeing the green room in the background. Oh. So yeah, it's all good. Uh, is that an oversized couch? You think for the draft picks, or I mean, I think for the draft picks, it's a regular couch. <laughs> oh, Standard. Oh, Standard. Yeah. that thing's hitting you in the top of your head. It's yeah. almost like you must be this tall to ride. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's well, the... I'm, I'm really, I'm really slouching. I'm real. Oh, I'm like okay. slouching, like yeah, a lot. You sure? Hey, make yourself comfortable. You got seven days in Kansas City. Where is the? Uh, where are you right now? Where is the stage? I assume it's going to be a beautiful backdrop. Um, so behind me, like right there, is where the prospects kind of walk through after they get drafted. It's probably like fifty feet, and then they take a couple steps up, and then they get to the stage. So the trip from the green room to the stage is you know, probably 10 seconds. Um, but obviously you got to hug and you got to dap everyone up and, you know, it's a the whole big thing. But like, mm-hmm. the basically like the stage is kind of behind me and I'm in the old train station right now. Okay, and when I say train, train station, station, I mean like 
Amtrak tickets, waiting room. It's pretty cool. Okay, that's sick. Uh, we were in an old train station just a yeah. couple weeks ago for Nick's wedding. Hell yeah. It was beautiful. They hadn't updated the air conditioner no. since whenever they put it in there. That was really the only downfall. Other than that, gorgeous setting, a lot of space. Is it already announced where the stage is? I assume we already know where that is. Is it in the middle of downtown? Where is it? At? The train station, middle of downtown, I assume. Yeah, um, it is, I think, uh, War Memorial, I think is what it is. I'm not sure what Ooh. the actual name is. Theoretically, Thanks I would yourself. know, but yep. I would yeah. be wrong. How many people? Um, I just know it's behind me. How many people are they projecting to be so there? So many. So many. Like, I know Philly was sort of the – Philly kind of felt like the gold standard there. And then Nashville, Nashville, Nashville kind of nice. trumped that. Uh, and this – Nashville's got – I mean, that, that Nashville was amazing. Like, that was that might be the highest bar. Um, this might trump that. I mean, it just sounds like many hundreds of thousands of people are going to come to Kansas City for the draft. Okay, I hope that's the case because Kansas City is obviously a massive piece of the NFL story right now. They got the dynasty that's currently being built and the reigning, defending, Bud. undisputed Super Bowl champions currently. Hope the weather kind of, you know, yeah. is good for it all. Uh, Uh-oh. Yeah. That, it's that, good. No, no, it's going to be good. Thursday night's going to be good. A little, t- a little chilly. I brought my like you know warm ski socks Hell yeah. um, and toe warmers. Smart. Uh, Friday's going to be Mittens. you know cold but okay. Saturday is going to be rainy. Now I know obviously you guys want the best for me. Mm-hmm. I am slightly covered in my Saturday spot. I would not say it's a hundred percent covered. Uh-oh. So if you see a soggy me on Saturday, as you guys are obviously watching the fifth, sixth, and seventh, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round, actually, um, just go easy on. Actually, will be watching. So don't worry. I'll judge your hosting and your, you know, pessimism on <laughs> right. certain mm-hmm. things yep. and. Probably your exhaustion at that point because you'd been in the same city sleeping in hotels for six to seven days. I'm happy to hear that the NFL is kind of taking over and making this a thing. Personally, and it's we were there, so we get to witness it, that Nashville one was – the weather was perfect. Broadway was, like, built for it almost. I, I know the NFL wants to tour it and continue to move it so more people get to kind of understand and appreciate it. If it ever makes a home, maybe Kansas City if they crush it. Nashville, though, you know, a little southern – you know, it's not as south. It does get cold, but it's a little southern this time of year. Let's move on. What are you hearing at the top? The odds are incredible right now. The number two overall pick, Will Levis, went from like plus 2,000 to minus 120. Sportsbooks know just the same amount as us, though. This is a very fair playing field. They're trying to catch on to trends and narratives just like we are. We know that because we've actually controlled them over the past couple years on shit that we've found out, news that we have broken, and then we watch the odds change immediately. So they're with us. And by us, I mean all fans. What have you heard about the top there? Houston, taking a quarterback, it's going to be Will Levis, or are they going to take Will Anderson? D'Amico Ryans now has his defensive guy that he can kind of hang his hat on down there in Houston. Or is it Tyree? Then at three, are they trading away? Are the Raiders going up then to get C.J. Stroud who's available? Because nobody's really talked about him and the Colts. What are you hearing at the top, and how much movement do you think there is still to be had until Thursday night, Ian? First of all, just, uh, you know, the betting line thing we talked about at the beginning, I have no idea where that comes from. Um, I got a call on that because I, I guess Levis was going crazy on like Saturday or whenever that was. Yep. I have no idea. You know, if he went at, at number two, I would say that would be a surprise. We've seen surprises before. He's We've favorite seen, now. Which comes from I don't know where. Um, again, well, that's what we were just possible. talking about. Mm-hmm. That's what I was just talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so it has been really interesting. Like, and I never pay attention to 
uh, betting lines. And I feel like now because of this environment, I almost sort of have to a little bit. Um, and it's odd. Now, as far as number two goes, my thought the whole time has been you need a quarterback. It is the time to take a franchise quarterback. There is at least one. You know, I think most people, like we talked about last time, think it's two top quarterbacks. I would be surprised if the Texans don't take a quarterback. Um, they do have pick number 12, but is it worth risking your franchise guy if someone else gets before you and takes whoever you want? I will stick with quarterback until it is proven otherwise. That said, like, this is one of the draft's great mysteries because Nick Casario, despite all the rumors, he's not telling anyone. I, I don't even know if there's many people inside the organization besides D'Amico Ryans who actually knows who the pick is going to be. And, like, it's number two, so he could announce it and it would, nothing would be altered. But still, like, he's very secretive. But if they don't take a quarterback, then I think three gets auctioned off at an astronomical price. I do think that will have massive, massive dramatic effect we'll have chris ballard on our draft spectacular thursday night 7 55 p.m eastern standard time just moments before he is either going to have to move <laughs> really? or make yeah. a pick yeah this mm-hmm. has become a tradition so it's almost like he feels obligated to do it which <laughs> i appreciate yeah, sweet I, you know what i mean i, I do appreciate yeah. that normally it's the other way around but he like hey you hell yeah <laughs> who is it rep who is it no it's just there's there's plants no, no, no. They're like, going hey, they got to do what they got. Did you just shush him? He did. He yelled at me right just, oh, oh, my God, rat, son of a rat, Don't be shushing hardworking people, pal. All they're no, trying to do is no. make your set better. Well, trying to make – I mean, look, this these individual living rooms, you got to have plants. And we got yeah. we got a lot of plants. We already got a plant right there. Can you see? Real or fake? Fern? Nice couch. I mean, I'm sure fake, right? Whoa. I'm not a big plant guy. What? I tell you what, my wife loves doing the plants that don't need water. What are those called? Uh, Cactuses? Uh, no. That, that yeah. bingo. Ficus? Yeah. No. no, there's air. Like, uh, succulents? There, there it is. Succulents. Ah, yeah. succulents. Yeah. Of course. Wife does the succulents. She thinks she has a green thumb. I'll tell you what, anything that needs, like, you know, full, it's, those things are needy. Those things are, mm, very. plants are needy. And I have a lot of respect for people that have the time to do it, but I, I'm not one of them. I was not born with any of that type of thing. Fake plants, though. What type of amateur bullshit are we running over there? What are we talking about? This thing's going to have, what, 20 million people watching? Yeah. 25 million people? We can't get actual plants. Come on. Water this every morning? Oh, no. No. Hold on. They're real. They're real. Wow. Okay. Okay. I like to hear that. That's good news. Yeah, Roger. I knew Roger. My guy who I just accidentally just said that they're all real. Yeah, the guy you shushed has been fucking birthing those plants for the last, like, and babying those plants for, like, the last six months. He's a powerful man. Okay, so you think uh, quarterback at number two, you believe it's still C.J. Stroud. The books say it's um, Will Levis. You can get good odds right now on C.J. Stroud at number two if you want. Number four, they're kind of the similar type odds there for the Colts at quarterback. We are going to push Chris Ballard on his thoughts there. He won't tell us anything. That's kind of also been a tradition. He tells us absolutely nothing. But this is a pretty prominent time for the Indianapolis Colts when it hasn't been. Other news around the NFL that's taking place. We assume some trades are going to happen. Aaron and uh, the Green Bay Packers and the Jets have resumed conversation. We find that to be interesting that it's breaking news. But deadlines bring these types of conversations. The draft is just a few days away. How close do we think they are, and what are they kind of bickering over right now? Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, I, I wouldn't. It would to me, it would be more. I mean, I, you know, I I reported, so theoretically, it'd be nice to say it was breaking news. But like, 
it was more as expected than anything else because it would be bigger news if the Jets and Packers were not talking right around now because, like, this is kind of the time when a deal should get done. I mean, presumably there would be a Friday pick that would be involved um, in this trade, and so it's got to get done at some point. And then if Rodgers' contract is adjusted, which I know he's talked about on your show, then yeah. it would probably have to be done in advance of that. So, like, I'm not sure this is something that could be done on the clock. I mean, I guess you could, but, like, I don't think that helps anyone to do it on the clock. It's probably more like a this week thing. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say they're close, but, like, each conversation they get a little bit closer. It does seem like it's going to be able to get worked out, which is, like, not a surprise because that's been sort of the thought all along. It just – it has been inching to a finish line. Uh, and I'm sure fans are losing their brains about it, but like I do feel confident that it'll happen at some point. I think daily sports show hosts are losing their brains more than fans are, you know, just kind of waiting for something to happen. <laughs> but if it is a second, which we all assume it'll be in this for this particular draft, they could bundle their other two to potentially move into the top 31. Thus, why a deal being done before the draft getting started could potentially be something that the Packers would want to do. They have proven this particular regime that they will trade in to the first round. Obviously, Obviously, they've done that in the yeah. past with Jordan Love that started this entire situation, we think. But I'm happy to hear they're getting closer. And it was breaking news when you said, like, hey, you know this Packers team who hasn't done anything free agency-wise and hasn't had any money to spend, they are now engaging in conversations to trade somebody that they've already said they would like to get the fuck out of their building. Yep. That's breaking news because – what else have they been doing? Is that just scouting, you think? All teams have just been focused so much on the draft the last few weeks. Is that why free agency kind of cools off over these last couple of weeks, you think? Well, yeah, and there's just, you know, there's the comp pick deadline, which if you're a team that didn't sign a lot of free agents, you can, and, and you have a guy you think you want, you could wait until after May, you know, 4th or 5th or whenever it is, so you don't blow a comp pick. And, you know, I think obviously the quality of players diminishes as, more and more gets signed, so there's not a great group out there. Let me ask you this, though. You're yeah. talking about the Packers trading in and whatever. So the Packers have pick 15. There is a possibility that uh, Jackson Smith and Jibba is still there. He is, I think a lot of people believe, the top receiver. If the Packers take a receiver the year that Aaron yes. Rodgers is leaving them, yes. does the whole world lose their mind? Hold on. Let's add on to that, Okay. They take Jackson Smith and Jigba. Aaron goes to OTAs. Huh? <laughs> Wouldn't that be? Wow. I mean, that'd be pretty good. That'd be like uh, revenge bod. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> revenge bod mm -hmm. back. Both like, ways. Because everybody's like, hey, if you guys would have just done this, you know. Yeah, a couple years pretty ago. Pretty cool. When you were together, mm -hmm. you know, this whole thing a little bit different probably. And they're like, right. fuck them. Nah, fuck them. And then, oh, oh, wait till they see what I do. It's like. First round uh, weapon, first time ever, yeah. basically. And, oh, yeah, I have to go learn the offense, so I am actually going to go to OTAs. That is going to be amazing for all parties. Ty, I'm sure you're pretty pumped up to see how that goes. Let's pivot away from Aaron Rodgers. Let's go to another trade that could take place. News kind of broke today. Big price tag, though. Yeah, Rabshi, what's going on with the Titans and Ryan Tannehill? Obviously, you know, there's been some rumblings before about this, but it's kind of come back up now that they might be interested in uh, moving him. And also, if he has a $36 million cap hit, is it more likely that maybe they just do a post-one cut so that they can split that uh, $18 million in dead money? You know, I would be surprised at this point if they moved on from Ryan Tanhill, mainly because they could have done it already. 
you know, and, and if you're going to move on from your quarterback, you better have an answer, right? You, you better have a next quarterback and you better have someone else who either you've already drafted or you're a trade that has been agreed to, or I'm just, I think if you're the Titans, you know, Ryan Tannehill is in the spot now, obviously it's tenuous, right? Um, but they didn't, they sort of didn't double down on him. They didn't try to lessen his cap hit. They're basically taking it all this year. And it feels more like a proven year for him than something where they're like going to move on from him. Um, so maybe they just take the cap hit this year. He goes out, he plays, you know, they visited with all the quarterbacks. So if they took one at 11 or traded up a little bit, I would be a little surprised, but not like that, that surprised. Trade Tannehill, move you know? up, get to two, get to three. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, but you got to keep Tannehill in case, like you can't do, you can't trade him before. No, yeah, agreed. That's why this draft week, there's so much shit that can happen. Yep, yeah. There's at least that AJ Brown trade came out of nowhere. Yeah. That Hollywood Brown trade came out of nowhere for us, at least. I don't know about you. I understand you probably had a little bit of a so, heads up beforehand. <laughs> Hollywood Brown, AJ Brown, I did. Hollywood Brown, I did not. Hollywood Brown got got on a flight. They did the trade. It was secret. He was literally at the draft party, and no one had ever heard of it. Hey. I was excited to hear what yeah. she was. Yeah. It had to be. Is that plants again? Is this still a plants issue? Is that a shoulder tap? No, I don't think it's plants, but it's it's unclear what's going on here. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers, we assume, will be traded before the draft. Tannehill sounds like probably not. Dalvin Cook, is he going to be on the move? Who are some other players that we could potentially keep an eye on that could move pre-draft here or during draft night? Yeah, Dalvin's an interesting one. I would say another one whose future is, is tenuous. I mean, he's due a big salary. I know his name has come up in draft discussions. There has been, you know, there has been nothing. And, you know, again, like if you're, you know, if you're the Vikings and let's say you do, let's say you do draft someone, draft a a running back high, then maybe you make a decision there. Otherwise, like maybe it's a pay cut situation, which then, you know, if he declines the pay cut, then you probably release him or you try to trade him. I mean, there's, you know, I would say this, like it's, it's not 100% certain that Dalvin Cook is on the Vikings at that salary. Mm. But there's a bunch of different ways. Derrick Henry? To How go. about Derrick Henry? I haven't heard as much on Derrick Henry. I heard a lot on like, yeah. mm-hmm. him. I've seen a lot of tweets. I've seen a lot yeah. of tweets. A lot of people tweeting. A lot of tweeting. Mm. I love I love Akbar. Um, he's awesome on Ninja Warrior. One time he did a video <laughs> for my son Jude when he had a Ninja Warrior party. Um, I reached out to a source very much in the mix. And I asked, you know, cause this was, was it Saturday or Sunday? It was this weekend at some point. And uh, it was like two in the morning and source said, Akbar should stick to Ninja Warrior. Ooh. Oh, it's Akbar Baha Biamia. Yeah. First of all, Akbar. Akbar, Jesus. I mean, Akbar. Ak- he's great. He's a friend of mine. He's but. six, six. Absolutely. Jocked. So mm-hmm. jocked. Incredible job on Ninja Warrior. Very yeah, good. he was he's so good. He's a good host. They had him at NFL Network doing something that nobody ever seen. Like he, he asked me to go do something with him. I'm like, love to do it. As I'm doing, I'm like talking to him. I'm like, this dude's really good at what he does. And then I'm like, hey, where can we see this? And he nobody saw it. Oh, it was no. nobody saw it. He's a fucking what? monster. Yeah. Wow. He's incredible yeah. at what he does. I'm very happy for him and all the success that he's had. I didn't even know it was. I'm talking about AJ Brown that was tweeting about it. Hey, number 22 is wide open over here. Yep. There's other people talking about it. I did not know it was Akbar Baha Biamia, but if that is the case, I mean, Akbar has to know somebody. He knows. Yeah, probably. Akbar he knows. has to, to know four. somebody, Ian. I mean, I've. 
I tried to verify. I did not get anyone to verify. And besides that tweet, um, which you know what happens. It's like people see that tweet and then everyone starts tweeting about it. And then they're like, well, there's a lot of noise. It has to be true. I'm like, well, wait, where did this Oh, did this that's a bigger of? deal than just the draft, by the way. Yeah. That's kind of an internet issue. People like lose their entire, you know, like, like people's entire, oh, people get fucking killed before that the one tweet that kind of laid it out. Oh, yeah. And then that, that one tweet that was false was like a bird call for other tweets that are like, kind of, mm-hmm. and then they all kind of go in, and then boom, dead. Oh, yeah. Crushed. That's the internet. That's exactly. right. Exactly. All right, stuff out there. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck out there. Good luck out there. Ty Schmidt has something for you, uh, Ian. Yeah, rap sheet. Uh, I think it was last week. You, you know, the report came out that Trey Lance might be getting shopped, or at least that they're they're listening. Uh, and then with yeah. all the stuff with Brock Purdy, where he basically said like, "Hey, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to play this year." Like, is that still a possibility? I know some people have kind of connected him potentially with the Titans because Rand Carthon's there, and he was in San Francisco. Is there any chance that Trey Lance maybe gets shopped on draft night, or is that kind of just all bullshit at this point? Uh, it's not, it's not fake. Uh, they, they did have conversations. They were receiving some calls and it's not like they you know hung up the phone. Like these are, you know, things that they talked about. And obviously the 49ers are forward to themselves to have these conversations and see what is there. Uh, I haven't heard the Titans on, uh, Trey Lance. I mean, anything's possible. I just have not heard them. Um, I also, yeah, but you just timing. said you know somebody who told Akbar to stick to Ninja Warrior yeah, right. about the Titan uh, situation. Yeah, why are you lying? So you would know this Titan situation if we're just piecing things together. Because remember, that's what no, we no. Have I'm to just do. saying right. I haven't I haven't heard the Titans. Like I have not heard that they'd be in it for Trey Lance. Is what I'm saying. Yes. But what we just found out from your previous answer is that you're pretty tight with the Titans. Hmm. You're almost a tighter Titan. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh there's, there's the Titan. There that's part. Yeah. There's the Titans right Knock there. It Knock it off. Who could that have been? You know Not a planner because you have no respect for them, but we will certainly <laughs> think that it was somebody around the NFL. They do, They weren't shopping, right? They were answering calls, they said, which is what the Niners do. Any chance he moves? He was the number three overall so, pick. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and that's what kind of makes it interesting is you know that there's some team that says, we love this guy in the draft. He's only like 23, has played very little football, but very talented. Like somebody else liked him as much as the Niners did. So I do think – They'll be able to trade him. I just don't know that they'll do it before they know for a hundred percent sure that Brock Purdy's healthy. Like I, I saw Brock's comments. Everything I've heard has been like probably more optimistic than his comments. Like that they think there's a good chance he'll be throwing. Oh, uh, oh. okay. They think there's a good chance that he'll be throwing by training camp and he'll be good to go. Like, and if that's the case, then maybe this is something that happens in late August or if someone has a quarterback injury in training camp. Who's calling you? Somebody sweet. <laughs> The uh, blocked number call, oh, the bane of my existence. Oh, so they're trolling you. These people are fucking with yeah. you. Yeah, funny guys, bitch. very funny. Any of these big GMs uh, that you get information from that leak information to, front, uh, to you, kind of a rat move, but a part of the whole process. Yep. Do they have blocked numbers, or do they all have their their numbers open? Uh, there are a couple, two of them who call from block numbers, and I'm always like, why? Like, we text. And it's like, well, I've always had it, and you never know. And so they just, so like, there's, 
a couple people that when I get a block number, I'm like, ooh, I better get that, which if that was one of these calls, then I'll be pretty grumpy, but usually they text. Well, I'd like to let you know, we apologize yeah. for you missing what is seemingly yeah. a very important call. I have a couple of people in my life that their number pops up as blocked whenever they call, and I have a thing on my uh, phone, a preference, where it's like potential spam or block number, automatic fuck you button straight to the voicemail. Yep. It is fancy. I get it. You, what's that? No, I, I appreciate that. Like, if you're someone, if someone knows you well and they're still calling from a blocked number, like, they should unblock for you. If we're being real, yeah, but these are pretty big. I mean, the only the only people that do it are, you know, yeah. way up there. Sorry, way up there. That's why so I'm, what? I'm intrigued by your job. That the so people- are you. <clears throat> As a, I don't have a horse in the Kentucky Derby. Congrats to you. Wow. You go, right so what happened? Your Basically horse, road. your horse stabbed the thigh of another horse. What? And then got into the Kentucky Derby kind of last minute. No, well, uh, metaphorically, no, uh, blazing sevens. So my horse was 21st in points. It's like a point system. My horse was 21st in points. Blazing sevens. Blazin I can't sevens. believe they're even allowed to say that with the, that movie reference. Yeah, no kid. In 2023. Jeez Louise. Pretty great name. Um, is pointing, blazing sevens is pointing to the Preakness. So a spot opened up in the Derby. My horse goes in. Jace's road is now in the Derby. 50 to one odds. Here we go. So, you know, it's not that bad. A chance happened last year. Uh, it's you know he's probably not going to win, but it's going to be really really fun. Are you going to be there? Are you are you going to be there holding the whole oh, thing? Oh yeah. Oh, we're going to be there. We'll be hanging out in the owner's box and you know oh. owner's suite or whatever. It's going to be great. You, mom- I got my suit. I got a I got a new suit. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> What's funny about that? No, no. Are you wearing no socks with the loafers, or what are we doing with the socks? Oh, you know your socks no, are no, super I'm a big important. Sock guy. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was jockeying. I'm going to probably go. I'm going to probably go suit and sneakers, I think is probably what I'm going to do. Ty just asked a very rude question. He, he thought you were potentially on say? the horse, jockeying. You were not riding the horse, right? That is offensive. <laughs> I do understand why he asked, but that is offensive. Yeah, that couch. I mean, how are we yeah, supposed to you sit on that do? couch? Athletic I mean, enough to do it. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah, we think. So. And tough enough, mentally tough yeah. enough. Yeah. So do you, Molinero, and... Uh, Lindsay Zarniak will be there. Joy Taylor will be there. That's a little group of, you know. Is that the people that you my all... my wife and a couple of friends will be there. No, but you all own the horse together? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good luck out there. Whole team. Oh, wow. We're pulling for you guys. Let's Give get it up. What's the name? Jace's Road. How come we didn't get That's a good, that's a good name. Jace's. Beautiful yeah, horse. How come we didn't get a chance to invest Beautiful. in Jace's yeah, Road? Yeah, hey, what, nice. What's Seems the deal? Like media bunch. Seems like a little selfish. I didn't know he was going to be in the Derby. It's like the odds okay, are like well. 5% or something. It's crazy. So what do you get? Do you get money for this or does it cost you money? How, how does this work? Uh, we have an agreement. Uh, you know, there's a whole big thing. What's that mean? Oh, you haven't invested in shit thing. in this fucking yeah. horse. Uh, there's not, a whole no. big thing. I, I, I post them on Instagram. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> I post no, them on my no, Instagram. No. There's a whole thing. Hey, horse money's a real deal. I do not know if he's going to win, but I did not think at all he was going to be in the Derby, and this is extremely cool. Yeah, but if he wins, then you just get to spread his seed forever. Yeah, that's right. You're just rich fun. forever off this thing. From what? A couple Instagram stories? Good business. Not bad. Let's go, rap. Good business, rap. And look at that motivational wow. speech you gave to Jace's Road there. Yeah. My hands is tall. Uh, that's actually one of our other horses. That's Parnak, but oh. yes, yeah, same thing. Parnak. That that horse appears to be fifty five rap hands. Jeez yeah. Louise. Just about. Face is swallowing your hand there. Hey, have you been in there? Have you uh have you done any of the rubbing, the touching, the grooming, the trending? Why? Um, I I will go the horses in- interestingly oh, don't love me. I love the horses. 
Hey, does he have his guitar? Oh yeah, there's Tom right there. Hey, bring him. Can you bring him back? Can you bring him back? Hey, Tom. Come here. I can't. I'm busy. I got AirPods. You want me to take my AirPods out? No, no. You just, if you could, just one question. Just one question from me to him. Uh, Tom, good to see you. Yeah. Yeah, good you, to see you. Hold on. You know, you gotta, yeah, you gotta Should I take my AirPods out? No, no. If you could, oh, that would have been <laughs> oh, good to see you. Good yeah. to see you. Yeah. That, that would have been. Yeah. Tom, can you hear me? I hear you. Yeah. Oh, see, now there's no sound. Rap fucked it up. Rap. What are we. Did I mess it up? Hold no, on. We hold can on. hear you clear as day. Maybe go in the other ear. Go to the other side, Tom. Go to the, Tom. I got you. Tom, need you to go to the other. Can you hear? Hang on. Oh. Raps, you watch you do this. Did it work? There we go. Now try. Hold Tom, on. Tom, 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 Tom. <laughs> Tom, you there? What's up? Okay, Tom. How are we doing? Tom, I want to let you know, we as a program have grown to be incredible fans of yours. We saw you playing your guitar on Good Morning Football, an Emmy-winning show. Mm-hmm. You had numerous different sets. You were you were actually out there jamming. You know, you were a jamban. Sweet. Talented. Yeah, yeah it was very awesome. much so. Yes. We've seen pictures of you, obviously, at like little hole-in-the-wall bars, you playing your music, having a good time. Right. We, we are massive fans of the man that we thought was actually plugged in from an NFL computer yep. and just better to read a memo than everybody else. We are huge. You had an opportunity to speak to Roger Goodell, to ask him a question about fucking anything, Tom. Mm-hmm. Anything. You could have, He said, anybody have any questions? That never happens. Nope. Open room. Yep. Open forum. You're in a room where it happened. You go, excuse me, isn't it about time to say fuck off to the kicker? <laughs> that was your question, Tom. What are we even talking about? It could have been, it was not my best phrase question of all time. I'll tell you, for two days, I was getting text messages from people <laughs> in the NFL, GMs, coaches going, what did you do to McAfee? Because your your tweet was just so out of context telling me to F my like, what, what happened? Uh, Tom, I apologize. I yeah, I found the I found it to be a very good question. Your phrasing was just so rude. It was like I just learned a lot about you. Yeah, I just learned a lot about you. <laughs> I can With- tell. I can tell right as I got to the end of it because Ian's sitting behind me and I hear him like snort laugh right as I said the kicker. <laughs> I hear him go like, <sighs> I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna get some crap for that. But I appreciate you watching though. I'm glad I'm glad you took in all 45 minutes of Roger there. Well, I watched for you, Tom. So you know that was the reason why we were all watching. So whenever you phrase that question that way. I was so offended. I'm like, this guy, why is this what you're spending? But could you imagine if we would have got a good answer out of that and actually heard him say that he was going to change a fucking kickoff rule in a press conference? That would have been bananas. We want to let you know we're past it. We love you, Tom. We love you, Tom. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, I understand. You don't need it, though, Tom, huh? We're friends. Can he compute love? Can he compute empathy? We don't. Yeah. We're not 100% sure. But, hmm. uh, we know you have to go. Uh, Tone Diggs has last question for you quickly. Ian, uh, there's been reports that the GMs think this fucking draft stinks. So does that mean, like, bottom half of the first round, we're going to see guys or teams trying to trade back? What does that lead to, you think? Okay. Um, I wouldn't say it's bad. It's So basically, the way this draft seems to be structured based on the people I've spoken with is, like, you know, a, a handful of really, really high-end talent guys. You know, the couple quarterbacks, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Bijan, etc., and then kind of flat throughout the rest of the first round. 
But then, like, second, third, fourth round are all really, really, really deep. Oh, yeah. Oh. Hell, yeah. A lot of good teamers. Yeah. A lot of good special teamers. Well, coming like, like, a lot of running backs, a lot of tight ends. Teamers. A lot of tight ends. Of you know, those. and, like, mm-hmm. so, like, second, third, fourth round, it's really strong. It's just, like, not a ton of high-end guys after the initial group in the first round. All right. Well, we'll uh, continue to hopefully call mm-hmm. you and chat with you while you're out in Kansas City for two weeks covering this NFL draft. First round, probably going to have 20 busts if we had to guess oh, yeah. because the NFL is hard, but we can't wait for the draft spectacular, and we appreciate the hell out of you, pal. Appreciate you guys. I will see you uh, in the, I don't know, somewhere. Tell Tom we appreciate him and his phrasing needs work on it. Tell those planners, thank you for their work. Yeah, no, they're doing a great job. I will definitely pass that along. Real plans. So, there you go. You're the best. Ian Rappaport. So you heard me laugh in the middle of one of his answers. Yeah. Turns out the name of that test, S2, not C2. I've been calling it. Oh, shit. Ah. I've been actually texting with the guy that started the whole thing saying, your C2 thing. Yeah. What did he say? Well, he's not. He just kind of kept it cool this entire time. He's actually saved in my phone, C2 test guy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do apologize. It's the S2. That's how new it is to public. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Honest mistake. It's a cognitive test. C2. So as Rappaport's given his Tannehill answer, Bruce Brown, who's sitting in for Zito, Zito, who's sitting in for Evan Fox, uh, Bruce Brown, he goes, uh, by the way, that is the uh, S2 test, not the C2 <laughs> test. And I go, oh. You hear me laugh in the middle of Tannehill's answer. Mm-hmm. All the boys over here's eyes just go, what the fuck are you listening to? Yeah, exactly. Because he's in the middle of a real answer well, yeah, there. I looked at the text. So, like, so that too. video could potentially go, you know, me laughing in the middle of a Tannehill answer. I have no idea what he was saying. <laughs> the only thing I was listening to was the fact that I've been disrespectful to this guy for at least two to three days now in the text message. And I, I'm going to start out with an apology yeah. whenever he joins us at 2.15. The founder of the S2 cognitive test, mm-hmm. Brandon Alley will be joining us. best part about this is I believe you texted us yesterday to say that the C2 guy was going to be on it. In my head originally I said the pre-workout guy was coming on and then I I realized. Yeah, nobody corrected me. I thought me. nothing of it. I said, oh great we got the C2 guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought, I thought pre-workout, but then I realized it was just a typo. But we are the worst. I thought I it was like the C two classes, yeah. not the is C two pre-workout though. Oh yeah, okay. I don't. All C4. I know C4. is C four. All I know C4. is that guy's probably spent his too. entire life building this test. Nick loves that. Yeah, I know. Nick is enjoying a big pop out of the back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just me being an absolute asshole. I apologize. Cognitive kind of gets you. Yeah, exactly. Because okay. you think you would shorten that word because it is exactly. not necessarily the most beautiful word. It's the S2. I'm sure there's a reason. Standardized smarts. I, dude, I have no... We'll figure it out. Why We've, didn't he correct you in the first place? Kind of. A, he's a nice guy, I think. The, the way yeah. this guy was talking about nice why, why they created what they created and then what, it's, like, what it became on Friday with CJ, uh-huh. I think this guy is like, need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like, clear the air. Yeah, would like to clear the air. Because the, I think the CJ Stroud leak wasn't, it was a fugaze. I don't think it was right. Yeah. But then it's also being used against athletes whenever his whole goal and intention was like yeah. to help athletes yeah, as opposed to it being weaponized. So I'm very excited to chat with him. It's been around, I guess, for a good bit. Yeah, 2014, I think it said. And it's just never been made public. Teams have been using it, I guess, for a long time. Yeah. Now it's kind of almost made its way to the mainstream because everybody has a source everywhere about everything. Yeah. So it's only a matter of time before everything that you do will be found out publicly if you're an NFL team. I think that is 
real. But if this is a great weapon, which it appears as if a lot of people think it is, good news for this guy who founded S2. Right. Name's Brandon Alley will be joining us about an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, and it does suck for C.J. Stroud that, you know, the S2 thing did come out. But he had to know at some point, like, okay, there's going to be a time in this process where I'm going to get fucking slaughtered, and it's probably not going to be true, but someone's going to end up trading out. Bryce Young caught it early. Yeah, exactly. Remember, he's short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. guy's... He's going to play quarterback, or he's going to be in a Kentucky Derby? What are we? He's 5'10"? What are we... What are we even talking about? Here's the list of 5'10 quarterbacks that have been good. Nobody. Yep. Oh, Drew Brees, he's like 5'11". The guy's considered small. Nobody. That was what was said. And we, I even felt bad having asked the question to like people that were in the know, like, hey, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to say this because it's not Bryce Young's fault. This is not. No. But like 5'10 small, right? Like yeah. that, is a, that is a small quarterback. And everybody was like, it is small. You're going to have to take the bet. And then after everybody watched the film, they're like, does not matter. Right. This guy could be five foot six with how good he is at football. And then he kind of moved past. Now he's minus 2,000 to be the first overall pick. CJ Stroud last week seemed to be the week, which is not good. It's week before the draft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's kind of over. He was taking a bunch of shots. The S2 founder said that that's not real. This is not a real thing. So a lot of blasphemy going on with CJ Stroud, but it's draft season to your point. This is just kind of what happens. And normally it's the team that wants you. Yes. Yeah. That is putting on all the terrible shit because they're hoping other teams will pass on you, even though we're told every building doesn't listen to the outside noise. Well, and that's what stinks is like obviously all the stuff with like Levis being the favorite to go number two is conjecture now, but like you look at CJ Stroud. Like all that stuff was bullshit, but like the damage has almost already been done publicly. You know? Yeah, publicly. Based on all that stuff, it's like if he does slide to four or five now or whatever, like you have a tough time saying like, oh, all that shit people were saying. Like it has a direct correlation with slide fighting. to five. That's hilarious. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. Slide yeah. to five. Exactly. Is hilarious. It's that's impossible. like, be like this guy had to wait until pick twenty two. It was like. 21 picks he had to wait. Yeah. Wow, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> to get into the men's league that has teams already filled in generations and generations. Of, there's 40-year-olds playing in the NFL. Yeah. That's a spot that is taken. It's not like in college where you get a scholarship offer. Now the COVID year was an additional year. But you're like actually taking the spot of somebody who's graduated, can't play anymore. You have 38, 39-year-olds playing in the NFL still. They were obviously the best of their class, mm-hmm. and then every other year afterwards, still holding it up. So if 10 of these guys go on to become superstars, that's a massive success. So when people say, oh, he, he fell all the way to eight, it's like eighth overall. There's 270 yeah. picks in his fucking draft. I got picked 222. And whenever I hear people be like, that guy had a long first round, it's like, first round? How about thinking I was going back to fucking school. And I was like, First six rounds. And I had no idea if I was ever going to be able to do it because I literally was opting to fail classes. Like, oh, this guy's making sandwiches for the rest of his life. Sweet, got a big leg, can't make it in the league. Am I going to Europe? Do they even have a game over there? Nope. And that's all the way up to pick 221. And then I get picked. It's like, boom. I'm going to be in the NFL forever. <laughs> Let's go. I go, what position? Punter iron. I got to figure it out. But it's like there is so much conjecture about the first couple guys that I guess they're just used to it. But – Chances are they're not going to be great, but that's the kind of life in the NFL. Well, and I wonder if he wonders, too, like, well, fuck, if I would have declared last year, you know, I would have been a surefire number one pick. Like, the quarterback didn't go until 20 at Kenny Pickett. Like, there, there would have been no discussion. Now it's so interesting. Yeah, but it would have sucked to been number one overall, and then, like, number 20 is going to be a Hall of Famer. But uh, with what Ian was saying. <laughs> Diehard Pittsburgh Steelers, Kevin <laughs> Diggs. Um, 
and what you've said and what we've heard from bookmakers and stuff like that is that they know just as much as pretty much anyone does. But and but Ian would know you would hope or think the most, and he still thinks it's quarterback. Yeah, too. And it does feel like maybe what if it was even the Texans that were drumming this up about C.J. Stroud so that he drops a little, and then that would make it easier for them to trade up if they wanted to with 12. Interesting. You know what I mean? Because there's so many different angles for so teams. So 12, you'd assume Hendon Hooker potentially going to be available. Yes, still. yeah. So if they love Hendon Hooker, which you could easily see, yeah. mm-hmm. tall, smart, winner, Coming off an ACL, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we'll have a year because. But Nolan uh, Smith Smith from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Hendon wasn't able to work out. I don't think yet. wasn't able to no. run. Nah, not at the combine. He was coming off an injury. He was all the way back. Ran a four yeah. three. He's healthier than he's ever going to be or whatever. They're talking about him moving all the way up because he didn't get to play the tail end of the college football season, so he didn't have as much hype yeah. as Jalen Carter had whenever he was playing in the national championship. It's like if Hendon Hooker doesn't just blow his knee out on a very standard play mm-hmm. down in South Carolina where he was just kind of going off the edge, his knee buckles or whatever out of nowhere, he'd be – I would love to hear where they would project him to go. Oh, yeah. Like, I would love to hear the conversation about yeah. him being, oh, he's the number two guy. Yeah. Oh, he's the number one guy all of a sudden. He is very, very good at football. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be a team that loves him. I think there's going to be a team that's like, hey, Hendon Hooker's our guy. We like the fact that nobody's really talking about him. And if you can get him – 10, 11, 12, 13. Yes. And you, that's a win. Massive. That is, that is a massive, that's why massive the, win because you'll be able to receive some shit on the other side for that. The number right now is set at four and a half uh, for quarterbacks in the first round. I mean, if you think Hendon's going to get taken, I would assume it's going to be. Who's not going to get taken that we think is going to get taken, though? Anthony Richardson? Is that what that's going to be? Early? Like they, no, just in the first round. Malik Willis was top five pick last year. Yep. Was. Remember that. Let's go to a break. He didn't go to the third round. So it, does it feel a little different just because of how these like quarterback contracts are structured? Just because like Gino, Gino gets a three year deal, but it's really a one year deal. And like Goff, how much time is actually left on his contract? Like if you're one of those teams, do you really think, okay, you know what? We're going to suck and we're going to have a better opportunity. So I think Gino's a two year deal. Is I it think, two? I think it is. It's a three year deal, but it's every every one of these deals is a two year deal. Yeah, they're all different. So if you don't get a guy this year, exactly, you would like, think you could get a guy next year and have a year of that grooming still that you would hope for it. But Jordan Love was picked up, yeah, you know, earlier than anybody expected. It's all about does the person who can pull the trigger like the person? To his though? point, both of those teams have two first round picks, so maybe you could use like yeah. if if they're still sitting around at your second pick, then you could take a flyer on one of them. or the first one too. Or the, it's or the like, first hey, one. we have a tops. I mean, what Detroit six, the Seattle's five. It's like we're gonna we're not gonna be up here again because we have a good and the Raiders and the Ra- same exact thing. They're or, eight. Or for like Hendon Hooker, any of those teams who are kind of in the back end of the first round, like you know, like the the Saints or like the Vikings who have a guy currently, mm-hmm. but like they can kind of see like, okay, well we're not going to have Kirk Cousins for another you know seven years. Like there's kind of a little bit of a clock on him. So like if we can get a guy like Hendon Hooker who if he doesn't hurt his knee, like might have been a top five talent. Like why not take him at 26, 27? Let's get to a break. On the other side, AJ Hawk will join us. Plus your phone calls on the Five Energy phone line. Call 1-833-432-3663 or 1-833-4-DADOME. Can't wait to hear what people are thinking on this incredibly exciting draft spectacular week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thursday night, it's happening. I know. Fireworks. We're going to be live for like 14 hours on Mm -hmm. Thursday. Mm -hmm. We have no idea what's going to happen. None. 
We know what's happening in here, though. We got some shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. The people out there don't. Hey, we got some shit for Thursday night. Starting about 745-ish. 740-ish. Yep. Yeah. Another Foxy flick debuting from last year to kick off Ooh, the show. That'll be awesome. And then we'll get into it. And then Chris Ballard joining us, 755. Then we're off. Boom. Mm-hmm. Numerous GMs joining us. Numerous, like six of them. Yeah, no big deal. Either immediately before or immediately after their picks. Mostly after, somewhat before. Right. Mm, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Got some legends stopping by. Mm-hmm. I think maybe a player that gets drafted or two. Whoa. Ooh, that'd okay. Be that'd be new for this yeah, year. That would be. Yeah. That'd be very new for this year. Yeah. That'd be a great little addition. And then we got Axe. Talents. Boom. Pass the time. Sometimes Ursay and his band are playing. Don't give it away. It's yeah. all supposed to be a surprise. Ursay and Sons. Could you imagine fucking the Jim Ursay collection comes in here? <laughs> oh, that'd be so And he's good. put on a concert in the middle of the draft. Is he going to wear that costume? The one him and Tex are wearing down yes. there at that movie? That was sick. It yeah. was sick. I was worried about that. Tex, the, um, if you go to Jim Ursay's Twitter, he posted a photo from a movie set. One of Jim Irsay's new things, I believe, is investing in movies. Okay. Be careful, Jim. What's that mean? Producing? Yep. So he's become a producer of movies. I think he's done a few of them. He's on the most recent set of the one he's doing. Him and the head security for the culture a long time. Seemingly now, Jim's security from this photo is what I've taken away from it. Yeah. They need to dress like they're out of the colonial times more often. Yeah, they yeah. do that every day. These two look fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Trying to see if Bruce is found here or not, or if he's even attempting to. Well, I mean, the other thing. He's oh. got it. Boom. Jim looks awesome. Yes, he yeah, does. Yeah. Dress like that every day. And then Tex looks like he's going to the butcher shop. Mm-hmm. That's Tex, by the way. You don't want to run into that guy. No. Tex is the cold security guy for a long time now. It appears as if he just hangs out with Jim and dresses up in costumes with him. Jim was doing some line readings, too. He sounded damn using character. Is Texan character too? I didn't listen to the video. They both were. Fuck yeah, dude. How how, how are the Colts ever going to win a Super Bowl? <clears throat> Why? Because our owner's playing cosplay? What, Bingo. what are you? Bingo. What's Bingo. wrong with that? Yes, Peter that's actually Bingo. exactly. Oh, sue me. Okay. Don't actually. Vinny's yes, dream role. Bingo. Whatever. You remember that fucking asshole kid from Texas to try to shut it all down? Yep. With his dad's oil money? Yeah. That's right. Travis McCradle. Boom. <laughs> I have no clue what you guys are talking about. Oh, this this kid that comes from oil money invested in the uh, Entourage movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That okay. is Billy Bob Thornton. The, then, uh, the then, I See Dead people kid. Yes. Yeah. And then Vinny Chase fucked his girl. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, boo-hoo. Yeah. Emily Radzikowski. Exactly. Okay. He I tried to tank the movie. And he tried to ruin it all. This is bad. Do this, do this, do that. Yeah. He said drama Jim, stinks in it. Boom. That was all a lie. Okay. Drama was great in it. And he's banging hookers. Jimmy. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jim ain't like that about any of that. Jim just wants good content. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's why him making movies is great for the Indianapolis Colts. Because yeah, I thought he just wants two Super Bowls by 2030, though. That's what he told Chris. We were told that, yeah. He's going to get two Oscars. Which so. kind of similar. Yeah. That's why they built the statue out there. Let's get to a break. Organization is never going to win a fucking thing. Oh, sorry. The guy has other interests outside of just Colts football. Uh, no, hey, absolutely. But what? After the draft, he's got four months to dick around on sets. He was ready 
to answer any question that Chris Ballard had on set. Of course. No, I'm more in that in that uh, thing that yeah. Tex was wearing. Yeah. Yep. All of his notes from the draft. That's oh. right. Pull that video back up, please. Could we please pull that video back up? <laughs> Tex had all of Jim Irsay's notes. Boom. Right, right in the front there. Tucked yep. in there. Like a marsupial of notes. Okay. That's what he had in the front. Well said. Is he a welder or might be a blacksmith. Blacksmith, yeah. Yeah, it looks like a blacksmith. Dude, Tex? Yeah. Tex is a butcher. That right in that uh that does look like a, a butcher's get up. Butcher tux. Look at the the shoes say Jim ain't fucking around. Look at that cane and sword or whatever the fuck that is. That that thing is cool. Does it have a leash on it? What's I don't know. Yeah, what what's this movie about, huh? It's about winning Super Bowls. You would never understand it. Well, I don't think Jim would either, but uh, I, <laughs> I do think uh, I'd be more worried about a Alec Baldwin-Russ situation. Whoa! Jim. All charges were dropped. Something happened there. Right. I did see that mm-hmm. over the weekend. We hope nobody ever dies ever again, but we do fear people will. <laughs> people. Let's get to a break. AJ Hawk on the other side. Hope we never have Plus to we uh, There was a time where we had to do a moment of silence. Yeah, I hated that. And genuinely wished. I feel like we all had a genuine hope yeah. that we would never have to do it the again. last one ever. Thought there was a chance we wouldn't either. It's a shame. Happens all the time. Does. I hate it. I'm done with it. Yeah. Joining us live from an attic in Ohio is a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a... That's... uh, That's Tony Dogs. Hold on. Absolute dog. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the face of Ohio, AJ Hawk. Yeah. AJ, what's going on, pal? I get mistaken for digs all the time. That's an absolute compliment. So thank you, whoever's working the camera. Well, it is uh, Zito's filling in for Foxy there. Bruce filling in for Zito. So there's a whole new second line. Foxy will be back tomorrow. It is a massive, massive week, though, AJ. Draft spectacular Thursday night. Aaron Rodgers probably on the move. What have you heard? What do you know? And what are you excited about, AJ? I'm trying to figure out if there's any truth to anything going on right now mm-hmm. and what might the truth be and what's the motive behind anything being said. So as you heard, we'll be talking to the founder of the S2. Yep. Yep. You put that text out. When you put that text out, I didn't respond. I was like, why are we talking to the Celsius people? I guess that's a big deal. Like, I thought it was Celsius. I really did. Yeah, so it's called S2, not C2. Well, All right. Yeah, you can see how. cleared it up before we got here. Well, the S is really just two C's stacked on top it of each other in opposite directions. Exactly. You know what I mean? If you start thinking about it, and cognitive is involved in there, that's clearly a C that's right a there. That's a, so I do apologize to Brandon Alley, one of the founders of the C2 test. Uh, a, oh. <laughs> it's all right. just what it was. It's the test, the cognitive test. The No, but there's a bunch of them. This one has become the one, so I do believe we should separate it. One of the founders of the S2 cognitive test, Mm -hmm. Brandon Alley, will join us, and I think that's what you're referring to. Whenever shit starts getting leaked about C.J. Stroud, what's real, what isn't real? Whenever we start hearing, oh, Tannehill's on the move, what's real, what's not real? Packers and Jets are talking again, what's real, what's not real? It's draft season. That's why I think you have to appreciate the magic, because everybody seems to be bullshitting, A.J., yeah, but also at the same time, all these GMs, all the people that are actually pulling the strings going to make things happen on draft night, they don't really know either. It all depends on what happens before them. Like, they have to have 
15 different plans in place depending on what goes on before they pick. We have gotten a little intel on how some of these mocks go. You know, they're doing a lot of mock drafting themselves behind closed doors because what happens if this team trades up, takes this player, these are the only players available. We only have three minutes, five minutes to make a decision. What are we going to want to do? If we want to make a trade, how do we present it to get it done as quickly and efficiently as possible? A lot of mocking. I believe tomorrow at 4 o'clock, the NFL is doing a rehearsal for the draft. So all, all eyes will be on that to see if anybody gives anything away, they won't because it'll be some low-level person. Mm-hmm. But the NFL has fully invaded Kansas City already. This is a this has become a pivotal time in the NFL schedule. You know, we talked about uh, with Ian Rapport. He said Philly was kind of like the gold standard, and then Nashville became the gold standard. And he's saying that Kansas City is going to outdo them all because of how beautiful the setup is. And we got to see the green room; it looked amazing. But I like the fact that the NFL is kind of taking this in as a chance to make it feel special because it is. There's dreams coming true on Thursday night, AJ. Yeah, all these. Like, think about it. we. You see all the emotion. Like I. I a lot of the clips are popping up of like DK Metcalf getting drafted, all these guys getting drafted and seeing how emotional it is. But so where next year is the draft in Vegas? Do we know? Uh, that was last, uh, it was last year in Vegas. That was last yeah. year. Cle- my bad. Cleveland, maybe? And it got, Super Bowl in Vegas next year. Whatever it is. So every year, though, it, it's do we know how far in advance? Like, where is it next? Do we know the next five years of drafts? Because it's obviously a traveling circus now for the, from now on, I guess. So just like Super Bowl is how cities have to put together full pitch decks yeah. to get a Super Bowl and a presentation. And cities spend a lot of money to put together a deck to potentially get the Super Bowl. Like yeah. the presentation to potentially get a multi-billion dollar event in your city is cost. It, like that costs a lot of money. And obviously there's only going to be one per year. I assume the NFL is looking for the same type of thing. Like, hey, you want the draft? They had 250,000 people live in Nashville. They're saying there's going to be even more people. The city reaps benefits from all these things. I assume Kansas City is going to show out beautifully. We know where next year is. It's in Detroit. But we do not know where the following oh. year is yet. So there, I wonder how long until they'll just go, you know what, let's just put it in Nashville because Nashville is perfect. It was great. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And the, the way they set it up with that, uh, what is it, Broadway Street? Yeah. Unbelievable. What is it? Broadway Street? I've never been in Nashville. Okay, sue me. Don't, but sue me. It's a beautiful no. city. It, it, looks, beautiful. it looks beautiful. Great. It is an amazing city. Yeah. Raw land down there. It's that place is really taken off, I think, AJ. And obviously it has uh, been. You have a friend with raw land down there. To Tony <laughs> Diggs' point. Have you chatted with Aaron at all? Have you uh, got any updates on where he is in life? What he's up to? Is he working out? Is he hmm. still playing tag with Alan Lazard? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Has he posted any workout videos? I know he said he's been, he's been working out, hasn't he, at his normal place that he goes to? Okay, sounds like that really? is what he's That's doing. Okay, so he's working out at the normal place that he's at. Anything know. else? we need to know aj if i don't know i'm just waiting for him to like have maybe he'll get some footage together and he'll send it to foxy eventually and foxy can put together a little workout vid and then you can get super excited for the season like when he puts out some high quality like oh look at this pass he just threw listen we're gonna be super excited the guy went back-to-back mvps just like a year removed from that so he's gonna be very good at football wherever or however or whenever he becomes a new york jet what are you hearing on that front this thing's happening soon or what what are you what are you hearing on that front from well, what I heard a little bit of what Ian said. It, it does, like, the parameters all have to be in place before the draft, right? Before Thursday night? Yeah, so you'd assume Wednesday feels like the actual yeah. deadline. Yeah. Because if it's even if it's a second rounder, now you have two, two, two seconds. Do you trade into first with that? Do you get another one? Do you move? Like, there's so much to kind of debate before you even get into it. Like, I... There's still some free Especially agents with available. the draft, well, too, right? Don't you think, especially with this draft, when I believe you guys said that 
what, there's like 15 guys that are considered first-round picks in this draft? So one GM anonymously told somebody, I can't remember right now. Uh, it was Monday morning quarterback, Albert, Albert right. Breer. Yeah. Anonymous source told Albert Breer, Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback with Sports Illustrated, has kind of become a TMZ-ish on uh, a little bit on social media, kind of become a really? uh, yeah, just kind of they've they've had to adapt. Sports Illustrated has had to adapt, and I appreciate the that they have. Yeah. You know, yeah. they've started doing more things, aggregating rumors and stuff like that, and posting it. But Albert Breer, Monday Morning Quarterback, been around a long time, knows a lot of people. If you have 15 first round grades, that class sucks. I got less than 15 this year. I'm oh, like, I'm oh. Like, they're saying this class sucks, and then Ian Rapport told us fourth round though, very deep. It's yeah. like okay. What does that mean? You know, what you can that? play, you can play, no matter where you're drafted. Bingo. That's what I don't get. Yeah, that's why. I, I guess it's just the scores going in maybe to the draft. G, maybe the GM, like the stuff. potential of becoming a star or whatever. I guess is what they're saying. But still, like if you can play, you can play, whether you're drafted or not. I do like the fact that you don't rate them just from what's available this year. You rate them against like a just a universal rating. Yeah. You know, as opposed to like, hey, this year, this is who we can draft. So we're going to rate them against each other. Yeah, they're doing like a universal standard. Like last year, this guy will have been third rounder. It's like, well, it's not last year. Yeah, so this year it's fucking this year, and we we have thirty one picks in the first round. Congrats, we lost one in the first round. So one of your teams doesn't have to make a terrible pick in your eyes. But I, I don't understand why that's even being brought up. Like fourth compared to who fourth rounders? Like last year's draft, yeah. they're fourth rounders because this year, if you're deep in fourth round, that means probably third and second round, right? Is where they're going. Mm-hmm. I don't fully understand it, but I can't wait for nobody's it. nobody's conceding their first round pick, are they? As far as I know, well, no, I'm saying, hey, we don't we don't we'll we don't feel there's anybody. I mean, might, we definitely will see people try to trade out, most likically. But yes, you got to pick somebody. A lot of people going back. I think they, from if, trying, if, we can't really understand what this means. A lot of fourth round draft scores. It's like yeah. you only get one pick in fourth round. Yeah, what's that? What mean? does that even mean? Are you comparing <laughs> this? But we do believe from all. Sounds of it. A lot of people trying to get this way in the draft after five. So that means there could be a lot of action. Teams that sucked could be trying to get up to get more picks Mm -hmm. that are decent players because they're trying to build a program. So maybe we see a lot more trades. Maybe we see a lot of teams do some very boring stuff, which is not pick fucking anybody, and let's get out of here. Yeah, and like Rapshi mentioned, like if Stroud doesn't go two, and then that third pick becomes an absolute bidding war to go up to get Stroud, and then if some of those other quarterbacks fall, like if any, if Levis or Richardson or Hendon Hooker, then will we see more guys try and get up into the the top 10 to take them. Peter Schrager, who was the number one draft predictor uh, last year. And the only reason why we know that is because we actually kept score because our guy Mitt put yep. together his mock draft and he had a chance to win a $10,000 bonus or something like that yeah. if he was in the top three of the six mock drafters that we kept track of. Schrager's number one Ooh. over everybody. He put out his five things he heard this weekend about the draft on Good Morning Football this morning. Or uh, number one. B. John Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, they'll both get in the first round. Okay. That's wild. A lot of talking about not as many running backs, but I want to let you know B. John Robinson, potential top 10, Jameer Gibbs, they're both going in the first round. I don't think that was that groundbreaking. No. Big I, o- I, 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 go ahead. Big odds movement on that one. Uh, a week ago, it was plus 350 over under one and a half. Now it's even money over under one and a half. And that's okay. probably because what Shrek said, so I guess it is breaking news what Shrek said. It sounded like towards the end of the last week, softening on the running backs – 
more specifically these two. Mm-hmm. Jalen Carter won't fall to the top six. That's big news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Drew Rosenhaus and Jalen Carter agreed not to travel to anybody outside the top ten during draft visits. We assume that meant the Philadelphia Eagles were their safety net. Now, top six is where he's potentially uh, projected to go, AJ. That's big news for the best defense lineman in the draft, everybody says. Yeah, I mean, Shregs could have taken the easy way and said he won't fall out of the top ten, right? So he must know something to say top six. Yeah, that's another backstop. Yeah, yeah. could he could he Lions, sold it though? New safety that, net mm-hmm. could be Lions because they've talked about it. Fox is not here. We'll see him tomorrow. We'll ask him about that. Yeah. Or the Lions the new safety net, or Seattle maybe. Yeah. You know, like yeah. seen a lot of that. Maybe Seattle takes him at five, and like six is just like, uh, you know, he, he hears Seattle. That's five. Let's add another one so I don't give away my source. Yeah. Right? Because now we're playing cards against humanity with Shregs. Right. Uh-huh. So maybe yeah. it's Seattle. I mean, but literally anything could mean anything. Let's go to the next one that Shregs heard this weekend. Sam Laporta could go before Darnell Washington. Whoa. Now, this is big news, AJ. What are your thoughts on Sam Laporta? Well, all the tight ends. We hear this is like the deepest, like most talent, talent-laden like class, right, in the long time uh-huh. for tight ends? Uh-huh. Don't we know this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah Sam, is Sam Laporta the first tight end going to be drafted? Or is no. The no. Mayer's no. Mayer, probably going. Yeah, and Kincaid, Dalton. Dalton Kincaid, he's potentially going. But what did you see on film about Sam Laporta, AJ? <laughs> that made you say, this guy's going to... You know what? He's a big body. He can he creates matchup issues, especially oh. put him on a linebacker, put him on a safety. Good luck not covering this guy. And he's a road grader when you need to run. Well, they're saying they're saying he's going before Darnell Washington. We obviously got to see Darnell Washington live in person. His size is yeah. not. I'd like yeah, to throw. To I'd like to throw to Darnell. If I was a quarterback, I would. I wouldn't mind throwing to him. Hell yeah, both hands too, right or left. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, you just shot put that motherfucking thing in the area. Mm-hmm. He's bigger yeah. than whoever's going to be guarding him. And they said he just. Because Brock yeah. down there yeah. is the big weapon. Mm-hmm. He, he's a road grader. Dominate. Sam Laporta must be a fucking dog, dude. He is. He is. He's not a Hawkeye. He's one Oh, he went to Iowa? That's right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Of course we knew that. That offense was very efficient. Well, that is exactly where you should be taking <laughs> offensive weapons yeah. at. Well, that's the thing, though, is you put him in George's offense and look what the guy does. How's he going to get on the field? What are you talking about? How is he going to get on the field? George's offense. They're running three going, tight ends because he's going ahead of fucking Darnell Washington. He's a better player. That's how. Okay. That's how he's getting on the field. What do you mean? <laughs> six foot seven guy. I don't know. Laporte, Laporte is like six six two six. He's massive as well. Okay, who's well, that kid from Old Dominion we had on the program? Uh, Zach Coots. Yeah, Zach Coots. Yeah, Coots. Yeah, Coots. pronounced. Yeah, Coots yeah. is a dog. Hey, there's a lot of. Good weapons at tight ends this year. Ends. What's over under for tight ends in three and a half? I believe I'm okay. going over. That's a how many six foot seven fucking guys that can run are they going to get taken? Coons I would say is six eight. What? Okay, Man. I mean, have the odds changed for number sorry, one sorry, overall? Two and, then? two and a half tight ends. That's my bad. <laughs> oh, I'm so taking yeah, hammer. Three and a half was wide receivers. A lot of people thinking that one might actually go under. under I like yeah. the under on that. I like the over on tight ends. Look at us, AJ. Yeah. We're making this thing first happen. round. Boom, First round, boom. right? Two and a half, take the over for tight ends. What Sam Laporta have? Three catches last year? No, he yeah. had like 46. For like- they threw the ball 46 times last year? <laughs> he, he caught probably 85% of the passes they threw last year. He had a very good year. Very I would like to let year. Sam Laporta know I apologize because the only thing I'm looking at is LaPunter on that team mm-hmm. because their offense is so goddamn terrible. He had 58 catches, which is um, – I didn't think they threw both. the ball fifty eight times. So I didn't. Think he he might have only had like two or three drops. Like he is. I mean, 
He is a dog. Sam Laporta is very good. That's why I said, you know, like it's kind of the same thing when you look at Iowa with like Kittle and stuff like that, what these guys end up doing in the NFL. And then you look back, it's like, why the fuck did George Kittle have 23 receptions for 250 yards and a touchdown his senior year? Hey, like, why were we averaging four points a game exactly. with this guy on our team? Exactly. That's all the bonus. You're right. Sure. So we shouldn't judge Sam Laporta. No, mm-hmm. no. He is going to be a player. Boy's going to be a star. Sam, I hope you end up okay. in Indianapolis, pal. <laughs> but I also wouldn't mind Darnell Washington, sure. who, uh, you know, was a part of a team that won. Yeah. And in an efficient offense. Very. And they had success. You guys punting. I get it. Being the most explosive play you have. I understand. Believe me, I watched every fucking game. It's not easy. But if you take <laughs> Stetson Bennett and he's raising hell in Iowa City instead Ooh. of down in Athens, we're having a different discussion. Oh, you think it was the players? You don't think it was potentially the offense? Uh, the offensive coordinator is, you know, like I said, the the chairman of the Lucky Sperm Club. He stinks, but he's going to be around. That's something we're going to have to deal with. The quarterback was How also, do you guys still like the dad because of what's Kurt? going on? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of his fault. great football coach. Great football coach. Is he? Yeah, he is. He just lets his offense be inept wow. and says, you know what? Yeah, run it back, run it back, run it back. AJ, I don't like. I understand that Kirk has built up a lot of love with Iowa. And every player that I know that went to Iowa loves Kirk. Ty loves Kirk. They sing his praises. It's like, don't fire his kid. What are we talking about? What are we even? Isn't that weird a part spot, of being? Huh? No, weird, it's not a weird, weird spird, spot. It's fucking I mean, it's D1 not, football. But when you think of Iowa, you think you think of Kirk Ferentz, Ferentz, Ferentz. How do you, Ty, how do you say? Certainly not Ferentz. Yeah, when I'll you think that. about Iowa, though, <laughs> it's fucking Ferentz. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, he did I, that on I, purpose. It shows you how good of a dude he is and how he like embodies the whole state. Like that's you can't think of Iowa football without him. Okay. So is this like Joe? Like Northwestern. Like Northwestern. Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Bam. Yeah, kiss the coach. Kid. He was a linebacker back in the day. Yeah, he you guys like Northwestern. Iowa's like North Iowa football is like Northwestern football. You're hundred percent right. Certainly not. Northwestern's on the up and up though. So that's not Oh that sure. They always they? have been, man. They'll win like three <laughs> oh, games and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, it takes like a fucking sixteen hundred to get in here. Fitzgerald damn near got the fucking Packers job before before uh he was Lord a good coach. Yeah. I don't I don't think Fitzgerald's a bad coach. Or is that his name Fitzgerald? Pat. Yeah. Pat. I don't think he's a bad coach. I just think like what Northwestern standards are. Oh, yeah, for sure. Going to be tough to win. Absolutely. Going to be tough. tough That's going to be a recruit. tough place to win. Iowa, though, is that like the Harvard of of Iowa or or what? Like West no. Virginia. But that's but look at look at how many guys Iowa gets to the NFL. Like you look at all those top tens. Like they are consistently. It's like well, man, that's weird. Iowa but you don't win. This. Why don't they, they win? Why? Why? You know why? Well, the offense stinks. Yeah, that's why they don't win. I mean, they have the, they have the best defense in college football, like damn near every year. But and that's the thing. It's like you know, don't win. Like uh, nine and three is like a smashing success of a season. Like it's just it's different, especially in the Big Ten when it's like you know, every year Ohio State's going to go twelve and zero. Now Michigan is going eleven and one. Like it just oh, believe, just believe me, you're it. preaching to the choir. Okay, and, and and that's how every Iowan feels as well. Every Hawkeye fan, it's like listen. Brian Ferentz is a sack of shit. Let's get this whoa, guy Whoa, whoa, here. whoa, Probably a good guy. But we they don't want, know. Uh, actually, I hear he's a big old asshole, too, so that kind of helped. Whoa. Allegedly, you know, allegedly, yeah, allegedly. Exactly. Whoa, I'm just saying, geez. you know, from what I've heard. Meanwhile, Kirk, consummate great guy, you know. Doesn't wonderful, care about you. Wonderful human being. Yeah. Yes, he does. No, he does not. Yes, he cares does. about his own yes, boy. Did you hear what he did? Yeah, does not That's care it. about the program. He does. He just, he's having a tough time. You know what? And it's not even Kurt. It's that son of a bitch, Gary Bard. It's the AD. He needs to step oh, in and be like, course. listen, Kirk. You know, because Kirk's got his nuts in yeah, his wallet. It, yeah. You know, Whoa. I mean, it, Kirk runs the university. 
And he won't fire his kid. Exactly. So that's why the AG. So you guys are just stuck in the punter is the star, which what I appreciate. I don't mind. Well, you know, we got a Michigan quarterback this year. So we'll see what's the best. He took him to the playoff, though. He did. Yep. Two years ago. (laughs) He did. Boom. Brian Ferentz is going to call good plays. Yeah. Well, he better. Kirk thinks he can, right? Kirk has faith. I don't think Kirk thinks he can. I think he's. Why won't he fire him? He's a bad coach. Well, because he's probably thinking, shit, my son's never going to get another fucking job. He might as well make, you know, 900K while he can every year until they hold my hands and make this. He'll take the state's money to pay him as opposed to him. Absolutely. Okay. I don't want to dive into it. Good dad. (laughs) Great dad. Great dad. (laughs) Great dad. He's a good dad. Kirk Ferentz. Ferentz. Good dad. (laughs) Good dad. (laughs) He's a good dad. dad. Sounds like another dad we know. Who's that? No. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go there today. We're having such a good day. Whoa. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I couldn't even fathom how toxic that would potentially be. Yeah. Let's move to the next stat that Schrager heard over the weekend. Uh, Arizona's open for business at three. Whoa. We knew that one, right? Yeah. I think so. Especially with the... This uh, is just what he heard. This okay. is not like... He's not saying, I have groundbreaking news. Right. Yeah. And we'll talk to Shrags tomorrow. And number five, Houston's all scared pass on a QB, kind of oh. solidifying the report that came out a week and a half, two weeks ago. Shrags knows his shit. We have to remember that. Also, Jay Glazer knows everything that's going on. He has done his draft prep. So he does Fox Sports Radio every single draft, yep. round one. I think he has Steve Keim on with him this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, former general manager of the Arizona Cardinals and a couple others. Still doing radio, Jay Glazer. And this is like a massive ordeal. And I think Jay actually does know everything that's about to take place before it happens. Yeah. I mean, he, he absolutely does. I mean, you know, there's a reason I knew that. I knew that. I had that. I had that first. Like, that's, that's not bullshit. That's like a legit, like every time something pops up, you can kind of trace it back to like, oh, Glazer actually had someone in the camp and, and knew what was going on. He was on. trying, uh, he was actually leaking eyeballs a couple weeks ago about this potentially happening. Jay says, I didn't want to give it away then, but I knew. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Hashtag I knew. Jay knew. He I doesn't knew. do the small stuff anymore. He only does big, big Wait, round I thought he was bedridden. I thought he was bedridden from surgery. Whoa, Jay Glazer? He had sur- He posted a thing about a surgery a couple weeks ago. I feel like. what? AQ Shipley fucking punch him in the yeah, face. Yeah, he's already. I know, he talked about like his life as a fighter. Like he's, you know, his, I think he was getting back surgery, maybe or something. Oh, what? Godspeed. I I seen he was up and at him here. Yeah, I had no idea. This yeah, he, weekend he was talking about he was on a date with his lady. Congrats, they got yeah, married. Yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, nice. Congrats, they got married. They were on a date, and he said he was doing business, and she knows the entire draft if she needed it because of all the conversations he's had. Everybody's kind of gearing up for it right now. Feels like it's kind of settled in on everybody knows what everybody else is going to be doing. Yeah, and it doesn't it seem like too because of that uh that the number two and number three pick are absolutely not going to be a QB and is going to get traded up at three. Is that what your take is? That's what my thought is. Like everyone knows what everything's going to happen. Two of those things have been the constant for these last two weeks. And then Houston might not take quarterback. And Arizona open for business yeah. at three. And that has kind of been the conversation for these last. I mean, I won't say month, but these last two weeks. That's Congrats to Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, uh-huh. Tyree. Yeah. Yeah. His name came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And now he he's was, potentially number two overall. And he was just like Nolan Smith, right? Wasn't he hurt for a lot of yeah. this mm-hmm. year at Texas Tech? Let's talk about some other stuff going on around the NFL. Nick Bosa warned Steve Keim, former general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, uh, and Cliff Kingsbury, that if they take that little quarterback, he's going to haunt him. Okay? Mm-hmm. I think you guys are probably going to take that little QB. And if you do, I will haunt you for the rest of your career. Steve Keim said that on Colin Cowherd's show, the herd. Steve Kime, formerly general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. He's now doing the media circuit. He said that Bosa told him, 
That little tiny fella that you guys are thinking about spending the number one overall on? Yeah. Wrong choice. You do it, Uncle Nicky's coming around. Uh AJ, this is one of the most Ohio quotes of all time. How do you feel about old Ohio State alum, Bosa, his confidence, and him openly saying that to a general manager potentially? I, I want to know what Kime's response was. Like, well, hey, man, you're a great player, but, you know, we got to get a QB, right? Like, I would love to have you both, but it's just not the case right now. But so you play quarterback, too? I mean, what do we, we need somebody to take We, take just, took, we just took Rosen. We can't. One year's enough for that guy. Yeah, you think about that. the Rosen situation. We talked about that last week whenever we said the NFL was hard. He was drafted top. Top 10. ten. Six? Was he six overall? No, Eight? No, because he's 10 overall. I think he was 10. He almost went. There was talk that he was going to go one overall. Because he said I'm not sure if that was ever real, but yeah. Your number, you go that high, and then your team completely sucks so bad you get one overall, and your team goes, nope, we're definitely not doing this again. <laughs> that ain't, yeah. that ain't, like, Justin Fields sitting in that situation right now. Yeah. They traded out of there. Right? They said, we don't want to be here. Yeah. We don't want to have this conversation. Get us out of here. Oh, you trade Justin Fields. You sign Bryce Young if you can do that. Got number one overall pick. Team stinks. It was like watching the Bears. Justin Fields was the only person that was worth a single damn yeah. while watching him play football. We're going to trade him away. That'd be bananas. But crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened in this beautiful draft week. Uh, another thing going on in the sports world that we need to talk about. The Pittsburgh Pirates are actually going to win the pennant. Oh, look out. Pittsburgh Pirates are going to win the World Series. Yeah, they are. Okay. Yeah. AJ, you hear about this? Congrats. What's their record right now? Well, it Seven doesn't seven. matter what the entire record is, although it is great. I think they're like 16 and 7. Yeah, right Boom, right there. They're, they've won seven straight, pal. Starting pitchers, 2.15 ER. Oh, you tell well, that farm system. The farm system's coming. It's coming together, huh? And this is all without the cruise missile, who exactly. broke his leg at home plate because the catcher played dirty. I'll say this about the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm very pumped they're, they're winning. Pittsburgh is now the home of baseball. Baseball town? Ah. <laughs> home of baseball. Home of baseball. Oh, okay. It's not, it's yeah. not like a hockey town. They selling out too? Well, yeah. Sam Belly Fireworks have been selling out PNC Park for a long time. You bet your ass those weekend games will be sold out for sure. The views of Pittsburgh have been selling out PNC Park for a long time. Amen. Him and in here yeah. was selling out PNC Park for a long time. Mm-hmm. Those parking lots were a great time in selling out PNC Park for a long time. That casino, being within walking distance, mm. was selling out PNC Park mm-hmm. for a long time. Now... They got a baseball team. Yeah. Now they get good wood. What? Now they're painting lines. What? Now they got vibes. What? Now they got cutchback. Pittsburgh Pirates yeah. are potentially your World Series champions, and we need to be celebrating that because they go from actual shitter yeah. in the dumper, no roof, no roof, no door on the shitter, okay? Bad baseball mm. team. Diarrhea stacked up all the way to the top mm-hmm. of the John. Now, they're getting wined and dined. Oh, yeah. yeah. Top floor. We're talking penthouse view. Mm-hmm. Overlooking everybody else. Looking down on the Reds. Sorry-ass yeah. team. Looking down on the Sox. Sorry-ass wow. team. Looking down on the Yankees. Sorry-ass yeah. team. Well. Looking down on the Cubs. Sorry-ass yeah. team. Looking down on everybody. And that's what the Pittsburgh Pirates do. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, I'm happy about this. And they always say April baseball means the most. That's, That's right. Yeah. No That's shocker right. that uh, the last time they were in the playoffs, it was Koch who, who led them there. And now that Koch is back, Koch is leading them back to the playoffs again with a beautiful, beautiful, exciting young roster that we're going to be watching for years.
uh, go for pennants. And we're going to pay them all. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, that's, what, that's what's pretty awesome about Pittsburgh is like when one team completely falls off like the Penguins did, the other team, the Pirates, they kind of step up and kind of take that over now. You know, uh, aren't you glad to swap baseball for hockey in as far as fanhood now? Town yeah. Diggs is kind of happy about it. Uh, not what's happening. I'm not exactly thrilled. The baseball depends. town? Is Pittsburgh a baseball yeah, town? It's, ha- it's hashtag baseball it's time. sports time. It's a champion time. <laughs> baseball time. I will say the Pens kind of suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not looking good at all. You watch these other hockey teams play. Did you watch the game? Five overtime games this weekend in the NHL playoffs, AJ. It's been electrifying. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs have all been fun to watch. Yeah. The NHL, though, has been absolutely incredible, which is what I think the NHL needs to market the most. Mm-hmm. Regular season, let's save our marketing dollars. Let's just pump the shit out of the playoffs because it is – Faster than every other sport, more physical than every other sport. And there's a chance that when two teams are playing, the two stars are actually going to start throwing actual punches at yes. each other. Yes. Yeah. Stomkos and Austin Matthews throwing bombs at each other on prime time. And those that don't know the NHL or hockey don't have a clue. Those are two superstars, mm-hmm. mega stars. Two first overall picks. Stomer was throwing hands. Matthews, I believe, it was his first fight, too. Love it. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Oh. All, the NHL's crushed it. So many teams feel like they just absolutely fucking hate each other, too. That's why the NHL playoffs feel almost, like, heightened. Because whenever these series start, it's like, oh, okay, who knows? But, like, the Lightning and Maple Leafs, there was that whole entire after the Matthews and uh, Sam Coast fight. I mean, Big Rick, Patty Maroon was telling some guy he's going to fucking kill him. And they caught, they catch all that stuff on the hot mic. It's unbelievable. Some of the old chirps that are making their way on the social media from mic'd up situations in hockey are fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Hockey talks a lot of shit. It is a sport built around chirping. And to your point, the NBA playoffs have been magical. Uh, Connor and I got to see the Clippers and the Suns the mm-hmm. other night. Much better photo from the Suns social media account, which yeah, appreciate good picture. pretty thankful for, as opposed to the one when we were on Nikki Skates' bachelor party out there. They brought me over a shirt. Did not know we were going to be able to go to this game. Kind of a late addition to our life. We get there. We're on the Suns bench. We shout out to the Suns social media team. Like, hey, we're here. We'd love to meet you guys because of how nice you've been. And also talk about... You know, the photo selection in which you put right. on the internet. You open my eyes a little bit. What the hell happened? Good people bring me a shirt, take a photo. All of a sudden, boom. Thank you to our fans for showing out in L.A. I was lucky to be there. That team is awesome. Yeah. What Balmer does, A.J., the Ying Yang Twins performed at halftime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's nothing. The Ying Yang Twins. There's 7,000 bathrooms coming next year in the new facility. Yeah. Toilets! Yeah, this guy, Balmer, he's there. He's living it. During so it's one, a show? The whole thing's a show? I'm whole sorry. thing. During one of the TV timeouts, there was a rap performance. Some lady came out. Yeah. Full, the players are in the TV timeout. Normally during TV timeout, you have a, a T-shirt person come out, yeah. like whatever the case is. Do, do, do. They shut the lights off. Rap song, three minutes. As she's leaving, boom, now all of a sudden game is back on. That was a TV timeout in the first quarter. Yeah, not a halftime. It was like, yo, Balmer... Toilets. He's got Yin Yang twins. Mm-hmm. He's got a rap concert happening during timeouts. The energy is through the roof. They're doing it right over there. Now, the Suns won, and the Suns are going to go on to win because they have Kevin Durant and the Clippers do not. 
But that fucking game was fantastic. The NBA knows that they're a show. Balmer more specifically knows that they got to like kind of entertain while it's going on. They did. It was fantastic. And it's not even the new stadium. Like the all the uh, suites that we were looking at, they have these like neon glowing lights. Like everything just looked incredibly futuristic. But the one thing we talked about was just how physical it is when you're like up close and personal. Like sometimes if you're watching on TV, it's like oh these guys aren't really playing defense. It kind of stinks. And then when you're watching these, they're dudes, banging, banging down low yep. it's unreal hey that's what i said first time i ever went to an nba game i sat there and i was like all right like i gotta take back anything i've said of these guys not playing defense or whatever yeah. all i thought i've said on the show before like it seems nearly impossible to get one bucket on an nba court when you watch how like the pressure defense they play like just how hard they play like they really do especially in the playoffs and how tall they are they're all so tall Huge. you're looking at just like yeah. like avatars just walking in front of you it's like they're Holy running on stilts, trying to change direction. The big guys are running on stilts, it looks like. And then you think about their knees and how sore they have to be. Like, it has to be so – and how far – they're just running gassers pretty much the whole time. And then the way they have their seats selected, for how good the NBPA is, the National Basketball Players Association, uh, negotiating with the NBA, which is led by Chris Paul and others over there, they're great negotiators. The amount of space allotted for the team is nowhere near enough. They got like 40-some people there on the bench and there's probably enough space for like a comfortable 15. Yeah. So like I think the the coaches towards the front they have their space, star players kind of have their like allotted seats and I did see uh I'm not going to say the player because this makes the player look like a dick, but I assume this is how it has to be. Player come over to bench, look at person, person get up, go all the way down to the yep. end where there's no mm-hmm. space and sit down in a little bit more luxurious spot. But that tail end of the bench they're sitting on hardwood. They're taking a knee on like a yeah. padding. Towels. Yep. They're kind of like we were in their bench at one. Big point. money. Yeah. Big money over me. I, I don't. They may not, like. They may put the benches under the court at some point because that's where all the money is. All those seats right there between scorers table and bench. And then now you're right. There's fans like on all sides of the bench now. But the guy that was to our right, his name was Dave. I think was his name. He was a diehard Clippers fan. Mm-hmm. And then there was four seats to his right that were extended down from the. Sun's bench? Yeah, end of the bench. And we were in the bench. So think about what those four and those two, they're in there. I mean, they are in there completely. And these players, like, uh, are supposed to go in and just fill, like, a minute, minute and a half or whatever. It's like this guy that went in and dropped a three, and he did, like, this full – he had the amount of moxie this guy had. Yes. Had longer hair. I forget his name. Courtney Lee, I believe. Courtney Lee. That was his name. He was kneeling in a very uncomfortable – (laughs) like, knees on top of each other. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he was kneeling, like, on top, like this, basically, for maybe three quarters on wood, hardwood. And then he gets, like, up. He's got to take his things off. And then he subs in. And then two seconds later, he's got the ball in the wing wide open. And he fucking drains it. And, like, bam, like, that guy, that guy has mm-hmm. to stay somehow loose while just being cramped on top of each other like that. That was my biggest takeaway. Like, I don't know how the MBPA lets this happen. But to your point, I guess money is – the only decision deciding factor, but like COVID, they had that full. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. COVID, they had that full area, and then us just being in their meetings was. <laughs> I was like, damn, I didn't know that it was like this, but I guess the, the dollar runs everything. Well, and them like those people being so close to the bench, like the teams have security, so like those security guys are, I think, two or three of them who would have to come in every single time out because you are so close. Like, who knows what if someone's just going to, like, run up and do something stupid. Team has security. Players have security. Oh, yeah. Players have security in team gear. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
at the bench every time out. They are on the court looking. They have Suns gear on. Yeah, sweet shoes. They are not an employee of the Suns. They're an employee of one of the players or whatever. Sweet shoes. Sweet. And then they kind of walk off or whatever. And then if that person has to run back to the locker room or whatever, they are mm -hmm. with them the entire time. Yep. I'm like, how many situations arise? I guess enough that they're like, if we're making a couple hundred million dollars, we might as well just pay a couple hundred thousand to have a guy protect us at every single spot. And it's obviously the teams are working with the players and they're secure together because they have a spot. Mm -hmm. They're all kind of have yeah. the uniform on. But some people are not working for the team. They're working for one player there. And it's like, well, what happens if? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, what happens mm -hmm. if? player verse. No, what happens if, like, team gets attacked, player's not getting attacked? He just uh, stand back. What is, back. what is, yeah. Does he just go take person he's implied? Get him to the bunker. Takes Kevin Durant to the bunker. Kevin Durant, there's like numerous superstars. Oh, yeah, there's, Chris Paul's on that team. Yeah, right. He's worth a lot of Booker. money. Devin Booker's worth a lot of money on that team. You start going through Aiden. like all the guys, you're like, there's a lot of money on this fucking bench right here. Makes sense why they would want people flanking it because you're touching these. You're right there. Yeah. And you talk. Who was them. the tennis player back in the day that got stabbed in the back? Someone jumped the fence and stabbed her right in the back. Nancy Kerrigan. That was Monica Sellis? Was it Monica Sellis or not Steffi Graf? Not her. I Capriotti, don't know. Maybe Jennifer Capriotti got stabbed like in her shoulder. Paul Pierce. Monica Sellis is the name, is what Bruce just told me. But you're banking on the humans being good humans. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you're just banking. That's a lot of trust. At a way so close, too. So close to everybody. And a lot of times those people who are paying premium prices to sit down there kind of feel like, oh, I can do whatever the fuck I yeah. want. I'm oh, paying, it's a gold ticket. Yeah, I'm paying 250k to sit down here. Like if I want to go fucking punch Chris Paul in the dick, I'm going to. What did yeah. Ari say? Ari Gold? Oh, my dick. No. Uh, he said, I paid butter for this ticket. Oh. It's actually at a Lakers game. Yeah. Against I mean, the Warriors, Golden State. Yeah. yeah, it's actually a quote of his that he says. <clears throat> but I... I mean, I talked to uh, Terrence Ross. Yep. Mm -hmm. What's up, man? How you yeah, doing? Full dap up situation after a time up, uh, timeout. Games going on. Had a little convo with Chris Paul, mm -hmm. who was on the bench while the game's going on. It's like that's how close I was. And then obviously it's on four twenty. So you start thinking, it's like, imagine if I like who could be sitting here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. I guess they just nothing happens. Well, and two seats down on the other way too was Russell Westbrook's brother, who Which, was just. Hanging out there, too. He's a dog. Yeah, beast. He was awesome. That's what I would like. If I have the incredible opportunity to have two children, mm -hmm. and one of them is doing something at a high level, and the world is talking shit, mm -hmm. I would like the other child to be front row saying the things that Russell Westbrook's brother was saying. Nothing that would get him kicked out. Nothing like that. No. Just full on, let's fucking, to Russ. Very much more excited every time Russell Westbrook was doing something, which was awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome to hear. Hell yeah. And it, Russ could hear yeah. him too, you know, because mm -hmm. yeah. where we're at, they could hear each other. Had a dap cool, up, man. had the full thing. I said to him at one point, I was like, how much better is life now that Russ is back? You know, because these last couple weeks here, Russ has been all the way back, taking over games, dominating games. And we said, and he looked at me and he said, always or something like that. And I'm like, hell yeah, man. Yeah. I was like so happy for that that was happening, you know? It's got to feel, yeah, for, to think of both sides. Obviously for Russ, it's cool to see him and like how hard he's playing and, and things going well. And then to hear his brothers right there, like, man, for both those dudes, they'll remember that forever. Well, think about his brother's life, though. Talking shit for his brother mm -hmm. for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's got to be. That's what that. That's what probably has to get very annoying. Is like Russ can handle it, whatever. But his brother 
or his family that can hear all of that and tries to go back at people. That's what's tough. Well, Russ went into somebody sweet you know, the other day. Uh, yeah. You said Russ, Russ can handle yeah. it. I, I don't know. I, I think he's – and handling it is a different way because everybody's like, be a professional. It's like, be a professional. This guy just said some terrible fucking shit about yeah. it. Like, this person should – I should smack this person in the mouth. Mm-hmm. This, is the, this is the problem with society. That person thinks that they can just say whatever they want and get away with it. They think this is Twitter. This is real life. Mm-hmm. But since you're getting paid a lot of money, you are a public figure, you're supposed to just go right to the locker room not say anything. So whenever you see Russ go in front of a child, right in front of his dad, yep. say, I will fuck you up. It's yeah. a big deal because that's not normal. Yeah. But some players are like that. You know, some players... You can are, do it. It's, if you're willing to deal with the, the potential consequences, you can... You can confront people, do whatever you want. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to the Five Energy phone line. I, that was a cool moment to see, though. Yeah, it was awesome. Because Russ has been getting killed yeah. by everybody for so long. To see his brother enjoy the moment, too, because his brother's probably been getting oh, yeah. berated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then Russ hopefully enjoying it as well. And I like he was just putting this shit up. Yeah. That's the Russ we got now. Mm-hmm. Not going in all the time, mm-hmm. but at least he's past the yeah, he's just, I'm scared to shoot. And I think he had 30 points uh, this last game. And then uh, KD and Chris Paul had this whole post-game press conference about how yeah. great Russell Westbrook is as a player. Hell yeah. Congrats, Russ. Welcome yeah. back, baby. Okay, always, right. always. Oh, always. Yeah. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Justin in Evansville, Indiana. What's going on, Justin? Hey, boys. How you doing? Keep it moving. moving. Hell yeah. Good start. Hey, man. It's an honor to be on here talking to you guys. Uh, I've been following the show ever since you started it. And I really just want to know what's been your favorite thing about everything that's happened since you gave up millions and millions. Let us eat there, Justin. We'll join you, pal. Uh, great question. What has been our favorite thing? Uh, I think opening the Thunderdome has been pretty cool. Yeah. Probably favorite thing. Yeah. In this last year? Nah, just, lot, just lots of juice from, I would imagine. I think uh, Mania last year. Yeah, that was, that was incredible. Very, yeah. yeah, that was incredible. We were on the field for college national championship. Yeah, yeah, it was raining inside. That was cool. That was cool. Another cool thing, and just so happens to be draft spectacular week, like us changing the odds completely in the entire draft for Mm -hmm. from a living room. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was cool. That was nuts. AJ won the face of Ohio championship. Very cool. Hanging out with AJ at Nick's wedding was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, AJ telling us about Wexy's basement mm-hmm. that one time. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Whenever AJ, when AJ bought that submarine from Epstein Island, uh-huh. yep, Keeps that was cool. That was you guys, hey, I have seen no documented anything about submarines on Epstein Islands on Little Saint Jeff. <laughs> so that's you guys, not me. I didn't. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, well, they used to be there, and you bought yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you have to plead the fifth because you've been. Someone's got to buy that island, right? I mean, look at you. <laughs> what about it? <laughs> Look at you. I mean, nice. you could nice little quick quick plane plane ride down, boom, get on a boat, head on over. There's your island. I don't think so, pal. There's a lot of land out there. I've been uh I follow an account, Private Island Estates or something yeah. like that on Instagram. There's a lot of islands out there. Yeah, there's a ton of islands yeah. out there. They're all very far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why they're islands, I guess. Yeah. So let's go to the phones. Let's go to Eli and Seth. A lot of cool things though, Justin. We appreciate all your love. Yeah. Oh yeah. Rogers this year. Rogers every year, the yeah. first year, yeah. the year after that. Uh-huh. There's always something. Yeah. It really is. Rogers when he had to miss that game uh, during that one year. Oh, because COVID? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was fun. And then COVID. So cool thing, not necessarily cool at the time. It was a bit negative at the time. But there was one point, because I was doing SmackDown as well, mm-hmm. where I was on, 
I think every single channel. Just From, every single channel. Yeah. At one point. And 99% of them were killing me. I mean, mm -hmm. I was getting murdered. And then Shinsuke Nakamura's music hit. And I was dancing mm -hmm. on, the, on the desk. That was a cool moment. You know, like the whole world is basically killing me for not being jocked. While Aaron <laughs> has his 500-page yep. report about why he's not getting vaccinated. And then Shinsuke's music hits. And it's like, that was a cool moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Because I was getting screenshots from people. Hey, watch him. Boom. Had somebody who's like, I'm over here in Poland. Bang. Different language. They're killing me. Yeah. Non-jocked guy. Mm -hmm. Talks to Aaron Rodgers about health. <laughs> like that whole thing. It was and then cool. the next night, just like watching SNL. And it's the cold open. And it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Everyone yeah. did see this. Yeah. Sweet. That was pretty cool. That was pretty good. No, but in the moment, it was also like, it was damn, I'm getting fucking killed right now. Yeah. Wow, these people, valid point, valid point. What that person said, kind of true. Rude, kind of true. You know, it was a lot of that, AJ. So that was kind of cool, too. That was kind of cool. All pubs, good pub. It's all right. I don't believe that well. is true. Yeah. But whatever it is, like. I don't want to dive into a bigger conversation. Mm -hmm. But, like, not all numbers are good numbers. No. And I think that is something that's confused on the internet a lot right now. What are numbers on the internet, though? Nobody knows what's real. Yeah, but if they're all going off the same basis, none of them are real. But if they're all going off the same thing, you can assume there's at least a little bit of consistency. But, like, hate-watching numbers are not real numbers. Like, those are just passing the time, you know? Like, yeah. somebody watching something saying, oh, I disagree with everything that's said here. Are those actually good numbers? Whenever you're talking about, like, Stuff probably not. Are they invested? Are they at, like? Is that someone that would be invested and keep coming back to that show? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. And then if they you want do, people to come back because they enjoy it and it makes them happy and it's a positive experience. I feel like. Yeah, but if they do come back and they hate it, like, are they gonna? You know, mm -hmm. is there anything they're gonna do? I don't know. That's a full convo happening right now in a lot of places, though. Which is good that it's even happening, though. Because back in the day, just a couple years ago, it was like, numbers are numbers, numbers are numbers, mm -hmm. numbers are numbers. It's like, I feel like you're contributing to a pretty negative society. Because negativity does a lot of numbers. That's kind of how it works. But do those numbers matter? Like, are those the numbers that you want? What do you want? Well, then you lay out what you want. It's like, are those numbers going to get that? Just people being like, fuck this guy. I hate this take. This is dumb. It's like, is that going to do anything? Ah. Uh, I don't know. Hard to imagine. It's weird. We're in a weird time. I know. Yeah. The old dumb, what's the old Howard Stern thing? Like, I don't, I just want to hear what he has to say next. So that's why they stick around. He's still on, still doing it. Still yeah. got his fastball. He'll trend every once in a while. Like oh, yeah. Once really? a week or so. Mm -hmm. He'll get pissed about something. And then Howard Stern's oh, yeah. trending on Twitter. And it's like, Howard Stern. All right. Still doing it. Yeah. Click on it. Oh, okay. People aren't happy with him right now. Howard still Is he back in yeah. studio? Is he back there? No, that's a danger to his health. Okay, you so really now, doing it remote really? still? Okay, so now I'm starting to sense. I did not know this going into this conversation. Starting to get a sense here with the question that you asked in the way Tone answered. What? I thought he, I thought he was doing like two, three days in studio. Okay. I knew he was very, very concerned about COVID, and he hadn't been back okay. in the studio for a long time. That's what I thought. I know the Sibian isn't there anymore. Well, that was in private parts. I think they took it out as soon as the movie what is was that? over. Z, what is that? You don't want to know. That was that scene in that movie. Or that lady. What do you do? What what would it, what do you do? Yeah, Jenna Jameson. Is that who it was? Mm -hmm. Oh, the little half horse thing that people yeah. sit on and it vibrates. Yep. Oh, horse. is that what it is? Got it. Got it. Got it. What does it do? The half horse. 
I, I would assume it jams things into people's rectums and other parts. <laughs> is that right? right? Holy fuck. What the Jeez. hell? Is that real? From what I gather, if it's what I think it is, yeah. Jam. I don't think that's what I saw in the movie. Yeah, I, thought it was I was young when I watched that movie. What did you think yeah. it was? Huh? What did you say? What was it for you? I thought it was just it like was? a cell phone, a big cell phone, and people were just calling it. So it was on silent. So it was just... Yep. That's what I thought. I thought it was an old school big cell phone. That was kind of something that people just called. Hmm. I thought that's oh. not what you 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 seem to think that there was extra. Yeah, that's I don't weird. think the old school those old school like Zach Moore cell phones had the vibrate feature. No, yeah, but they did. That's they why. Did. Yeah, it was. Oh. That's exactly right. What oh, it was. maybe I'm yep. wrong then. Maybe I guess I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm seeing. It I didn't wrong. know it was in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, you don't remember that? No, I always see it on after uh, Wild on E with Brooke Burke came on, but who <laughs> higher? Yeah. <laughs> That's where I was introduced like as well. 1996? Yep. When was that? Oh, 97, yeah. 98? Yep. Right, around yep. there. right in that range. <laughs> I actually watched, uh, last night I watched The Rock and Stone Cold's Rivals on uh, oh, A&E. I was. After I watched Succession, it was on. That was in like 1997 is when that started. It was like I was 10 years old. You might as well have just said, hey, Pat, here is exactly what you want in your entire life. Yeah. It was awesome. They do a great job on that. Yeah, I need to watch that one specifically. Steve and uh, Bret Hart. Uh, last night, probably pretty good too. Sean and Brett was on there last night. Okay, Sean and Steve Austin was on there last hmm. night. I watched a lot of them. It was it, I was up late. I I napped yesterday during the day, mm. so it fucked me up. And then I watched Succession. I'm like, yeah, tough to go to sleep. Yeah, after that, that was a good one. one. That was a good one. That was a good one. We're back. Did you watch it, AJ? Nope. I will soon though. I got a new character. I love so I'm in. Oh, we're back. Who? Gojo. They inter. Oh, okay. They didn't. It's a. It's not a new character. It's someone that's been in. The they show. did intro some new characters. Yeah, they did a few. And I'll tell you, I did not like that. I almost checked out as soon as I started oh. seeing new people in here. I'm like, these fuckers lost it completely. This is just like the Game of Thrones people that had Starbucks cups in their last season. Mm-hmm. Yep. These people just mailed it in. They completely forgot it. I hate this. I hate being invested in shows. That's literally what I started thinking as I started seeing new humans pop on the screen. I'm asking Sam. I'm like, do I know this? Who's this person? I think new. I think new. I'm like, what are these people well, doing? Yeah. You think you just kill the fucking great, the greatest character you got, <laughs> and then bring in a bunch of bozos? I don't. Bullshit. I don't think so. Okay, I understand that people just watch anything. Not me. And then I continue to just watch anything. Yep. Boy, it got good. Oh, Very yeah. good. Hey, it got good. AJ, mm-hmm. last night's episode was a good episode. Okay, good. I, I don't. You don't need to mention it now, but I still think the theory that I texted you will come true eventually. Oh, what is it? We'll talk about it later. He said somebody bit off somebody's meat. Of course. Oh, classic. <laughs> no, Let's go to the phones. God, absolutely. Yeah, you did. Let's go to the phones. You'll see. Save the text. I will. I will. I'll screenshot it. Great app from uh, Hugo, by the way, who I usually don't like. You don't like Hugo? No, but I thought he did very well. He's a rat fuck. He's yeah. not, you know, that's, exactly. that's yeah. literally who he is. Let's go to the phones. Sochi. Let's go to Anthony in Tampa Bay. Uh, Anthony, what's Ooh. going on, pal? Hey, fat boys. How's it going? Keep moving. Keep Sweet. Going. Um, I just wanted to uh, check in with y'all real quick, get your take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trading up in the draft for Will Levis. They've been adamant all offseason about how in love with them they are. And really? Devin White already requested a trade. Anthony. We don't love Devin White. Get him out of town. Where did they say that? Anthony, where did the Tampa Bay Buccaneers say that they were in love with Will Levis? We, we must have missed this. Is this down in Tampa? That came through Greg Almond via Jason Light on Twitter a few weeks ago, but Almond's talking about that guy nonstop. Almond is 
Greg Almond is the beat reporter for Tampa Bay. You guys have it on the show a couple times. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, Greg. Yeah, we love Greg. Sorry, Greggy. So we thank you so much, Anthony. Greg. He did do a cousin Greg. Greg. Heard of Greg. <laughs> I feel like a terrible person. We who's it? No, we have Rick Stride. We're Stride yeah. operation. Yeah. Come on. But Greggy has been on the show, Greg Almond. <laughs> we do apologize for not following your reporting as closely as we should have. Maybe, I mean, maybe, Anthony. For us to give an answer on that would be awesome. What if we just said, yeah, yeah we've heard yeah. that Devin White's in there. But that's what the draft really does. He said, get fucking Devin White out of here, too. Did you hear that? That's wild. He said, get him out, really? Yeah, yeah. he said, we don't like him. Get him the fuck out of here. We like Will Levis. Let's go get him. You don't like guys that run 4-3 and can hit people like a Mack truck? you got to remember, as soon as it sounds like a player doesn't want to play for the team that a person has been in love with for their entire life, Oh, you don't want us? You don't fire us. I quit. You know, like, yeah. you're not breaking up with me. Fuck, I break up with you. Like, that is kind of how some people react. And that's just the reality of the situation. I can understand why people act that way. It's the same reason why people booed Andrew Luck yeah. mm -hmm. in that preseason game whenever he decided to retire instead of play. It's like fans are committed to their team. So if you do something that doesn't help this team or if you even act as if you don't want to play for this team – we don't want you around here. Not everybody. I'm just saying some people are like that. That's why the Lamar Jackson situation is so fascinating. It's crazy. Which we have not gotten an update on at all. None. It's draft week. We assume we're still going to get no update on that, which is abnormal when it comes to these types of things. Well, and that's another thing that we haven't really talked about today is the D-Hop stuff. Like, what if D-Hop's on the move this week and they get the Lamar deal done somehow? Like, that is very possible. Could go strong possibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the Buffalo Beals assistant GM, Vaughn Miller, mm -hmm. he said, I still like him to potentially come to Buffalo. Yeah. And in the body language test that he did with uh, Brian, Brian McFadden, McFadden on the All Things Covered podcast with CBS Sports, he said ah, to Buffalo. Yeah. And Kansas City. Ah. And then he actually said, if I do recall, he took both of his middle fingers out of his pocket yep. and then just showed it to the camera whenever New England Patriots did. Oh, he no, did. I think you he recall did. wrong because, remember, he looked away like, that'd be pretty cool, mm -hmm. and then he looked back. <laughs> he did potentially say that would have been cool. Yeah, but see, the, the problem was there's only one camera angle. Yeah, but he knows his looks, too. He was in Fashion Week this week. That's right. Mm -hmm. he, was, he was modeling. Yeah, it was. It was a cool outfit. The models always Where was pissed. that? <sighs> Arizona? L.A.? L.A.? Had to be out. Yeah, if you do that, you're going to walk in a, in a runway show someday? Nah. The way I'm built, they don't want me to model in their clothes. Your clothes look bad on my body. That's So I'll never get asked, which is good. I won't ever have to give an answer. Yeah, I mean, who, who's this guy talking about? Shaq basically asked him to walk in his next, you know, fashion. Oh, yeah. Shaq said, wow, look at your jawline. Yeah, you model. You ever think about maybe. Something to think about. Wrote that down. Did you feel like Shaq? Is that one of the best compliments you've gotten? Shaquille O'Neal saying, holy fuck, look at this particular white right here. Yeah. This one's different than all the rest. Mm -hmm. Did you feel that? Maybe, yeah. That was a great moment. Yeah, that caller asked great moments over the years. Yeah, that, that felt good. You didn't bring that up. The only thing you brought up is like Epstein Island. Yeah. yeah. Weird right. shit. You're I didn't an bring it up. You talked about summer. You brought it up. Summertime. No. Oh. Oh. There it is. Nice. Oh, we're off today. We're off today. Fox, or Connor and I played Thunderball this morning. Uh huh. Foxy wasn't here. Played a good two games. Yeah, came out of Paparias or whatever. My Papadius is fine. Thanks. Paparias. Let's get to a break, please. Glad it's better. See that? I was able to kneel earlier. 
You saw when I was kneeling yeah, like yeah. that guy? That was big. Yeah. That was, as I was doing it, I was like, ooh, I haven't done this a long time. He'll kneel. He was literally sitting like this. On- why? Like, yeah, why didn't he spread his base out a little bit? Didn't have it. <laughs> there no, was really? no, no room. room. Yeah. Yeah. Also, those people who sit NBA. directly next to the bench are possibly the worst seats in the history of sports. Pay so much money. And, and the entire team is standing up in front of them. <laughs> it's just like the suite at... Um, Bingo. So, so far. Yeah. yeah. Do not... That's the dumbest. Do not get the suite on the field on the side. Ever. <laughs> so stupid. Can't see a thing. Unless you're in Dallas. Dallas sells it, and they know that all you're going to do is just watch the Jumbotron above mm-hmm. it. It's like, I guess SoFi has the same appeal, but like... Do not spend the money that they're charging for that particular thing. Bad idea. Bad. Terrible. Now, if you can get the end zone view. That's There's not even one. seats in that fucking suite. There really wasn't. It was three, four chairs. Like table height chairs. It's the worst yeah. setup I've ever seen in my life. Ever. Beautiful stadium. Beautiful, Beautiful stadium. Yeah. Beautiful stadium. Cannot be lost. Just don't do that. Don't you no. even fucking think about going from the field into the suite to take a piss either. Even if it is your suite, yeah. Yeah. and you are very clearly badged for the field, yeah. mm-hmm. that wall that you're jumping over, that is not yours. Safety so. hazard, sir. Okay? Please don't do that. And I understand that we just fucking ran <laughs> some guy over and damn near chewed up both his legs on our oh, you're right over here. Yeah. We don't need you fucking oh. slipping going into the suite, okay? Is that really what the issue is? Me slipping? Cool. Where's your camera? I will not sue. I need to pee. And if I... If I pee my pants, there's a better chance I'm going to slip. Yeah, right. So can we please get to it? You know, just something to think about as we go forward. Kirk Herbstreet is the man that was able to link us together with the person or one of the people that has founded a cognitive test that the NFL is relying upon to test brains to see if once somebody gets drafted, if they'll be able to be a great NFL player. I called it by the wrong name. That's how new this is to the public eye, but it's been around since 2014. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the founders of the S2 cognitive test that the NFL is now utilizing, Brandon Alley. Brandon, how you doing? <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, doing well. Brandon, I'm going to be honest. Did not do a lot of research on you going into this conversation. Did not know what was going to pop up when we went three wide right there. You and I have not FaceTime. Did not expect somebody to be this cool looking. Thought Nerd City was coming out of there. How did you get into this cognitive testing world? And how did S2 kind of start? Yeah, man. So, so it's really kind of a cool story. Uh, myself and my co-founder were both Division One college athletes. So I ran track at the University of Tennessee in the early 90s. Uh, my co-founder, Scott Wiley, played college baseball. Uh, and to be quite honest, uh, I had a career-ending injury. So I wanted to put off life as long as humanly possible. And the longest thing I could do was to get a PhD. Uh, so I got a PhD in cognitive neuropsychology and uh, did a number of postdoctoral fellowships in cognitive science, cognitive neuroscience. And so Scott and I crossed paths when we were working in the neurosurgery and neurology departments at Vanderbilt. And uh, we both had young boys play in sports. And we would literally, here's where the nerd comes in. We would literally nerd out on what the brain has to do to hit 95 miles an hour. What do these guys have to do on the football field? And so what was in the space, as you've alluded to, and I've, I've heard broadcast before, the Wonderlick, the AIQ, those kinds of things that get at the, uh, the player's ability to understand complex schemes, to understand the playbook, to have that vessel of knowledge, to know all of the rules. Hey, if I if the safety does this and the corner does this, here's the route I run. 
we decided to take a little different approach. We had been using these tasks in our labs for 15 years. And, and quite honestly, Scott and I didn't invent any of the tests that are in the S2 battery. We went straight to the cognitive science literature and said, okay, what do these ha athletes have to do? Uh, my former strength and conditioning coach was Tommy Moffitt, uh, who was at Tennessee. He was at LSU oh, yeah. at the time. So I picked up the phone and called Tommy, talked it through. We really, really dug in with the LSU coaching staff to understand by position, what do these athletes have to do? What kind of decisions do they have to make? What kind of impulses do they have to control? And then we went to the scientific literature and said, okay, here's a task that captures that. We studied these tasks. We know how they are pushed around by uh, drug and alcohol abuse, head injury. They're well characterized on uh, educational, how educational influences, race influence, these kind of things. And so we just put together a battery of tests. I think what's interesting is the, the media has caught on to this for sort of a selection purpose, right? And, and I understand that, but that's not why we're here. So we were here to understand how each player is wired so that teams and coaches and athletes themselves could be best utilized in a situation. So you're seeing all these numbers out there and you're seeing a quarterback, oh, he scored at the 95th percentile. That doesn't guarantee Jack. Um, it just sure. means that his brain is wired to be able to handle that. The other thing is we have, a, we have nine different scores. So one of them might be your ability to broaden your attention and track multiple moving objects across the field. Well, if you're a quarterback and you scored at the 90th percentile, but you scored at the first percentile on this tracking capacity, it's a limitation, especially if your offense is, I need to have reads from sideline to sideline, that can be a problem. So you've got to know how to use that player. Got it. So we just... Yeah, yeah go ahead. so I reached out to a couple of uh, general managers that we potentially have in the Rolodex, and I said, hey, this S2 test, I call it a C2 test. I do apologize <laughs> for that because it is testing cognitive function, which oh, is sure. incredible to hear that you are a nerd. A doctor, we should be calling you doctor of uh, philosophy. Uh, what is that? Uh, Psychology. Psychology is fine. Yeah, a PhD. Doesn't that mean? A doc yeah, a philosophy. Yep. Okay, so you are a doctor, though. Like, that is correct. Hey, Hell yeah, former athlete, now a doctor, bro. We love everything about that. You understanding that these tests have already been conducted and already have research and already have, like, ways and then piecing it together to the sports world, I think is the reason why it's so great that you're a former athlete who is now a doctor. We need more of that. It makes our sport better. So thank you for utilizing your big fucking brain and being able to make this kind of happen. I texted a couple of the GMs that we know. I said, hey, tell me about the C2 test. Once again, wrong name. They knew what I was talking about, though. They yeah. said it's just one of many factors. It is something that sure. they just utilize for their art. How long have you guys been in the NFL, and why do you think it's all being made public right now? Yeah, so we started in the NFL. This is our eighth draft, um, and so we've tested probably about 4,500 draft prospects. We get about 850 every year, um, and, and that's exactly right. We're, we're not in – I wouldn't say a general manager would use us as a yes-no decision, as a selection tool. We're part of the selection process, right? And so the first question a general manager is always going to ask, you've got a draft pick, um, you want a, a defensive back, there's probably a very specific role you're asking that defensive back to do. So is he a man v. man? Is he a zone guy? Is he a nickel? Um, all of those kinds of questions, they all have a specific sort of cognitive profile. So we can help inform that general manager, hey, this guy is going to struggle in zone. 
Okay, so he might be better utilized in a press situation or some type of situation like that. Do we know that? So Do we know that? We have enough We have enough tests run that we know that the tests are accurate. Like, hey, this guy's brain not, might not be great at zone. Do, you, do we, we, like, I, I should know more of this, but you've been around longer. Obviously, you founded the fucking company. We know these to be true, though. That, that's kind of how they're looked at. Yeah, again, we're talking about the brain's capacity for something, right? So we test at a systems level. What I mean by a systems level, one of our tests is called impulse control, right? Oh, we we test the system, <laughs> right? And so let's say we're sitting at a red light and the, the turn lane is next to us and the turn light turns green. You know, sometimes you just impulsively hit the gas, even though you're, red light, you're still red. That's the impulse control system. Oh. That system is responsible for laying off sliders in the dirt. It's mm. responsible for not jumping off sides on a hard count. It's responsible for not grabbing a jersey when you get burned. Oh, so we just oh. measure the capacity of that system, and we inform coaches about how that capacity can be can be informative to the way, the, the, the style of play. Um, are we one-to-one? No. We laugh at this all the time. There's no direct analog for human behavior. So as an example, we have a test perception speed, how quickly you can process visual details. Really important for hitters, picking up spin, the little red dot to signify it's a slider, hand movement. It's very predictive of velocity. Can this guy catch up to velocity? But if a general manager comes up and says, hey, Brandon, can this guy hit 98 miles an hour? I've got no idea. The only way to tell is put him in a cage, throw 98 miles an hour at him. And you tell me, can he hit it, right? So, But that requires you to sign that guy to a contract. It requires a lot of time. So we're just helping GMs estimate what this guy's capable of doing seems, and like you said we're we're one piece of the puzzle seems brilliant we, go ahead aj seems we, brilliant. we also have a, a, another great example for defensive linemen um so right if you're six six can run four three and got the force to throw over an offensive lineman doesn't matter how many objects you can track right it, it, it doesn't <laughs> matter if your physical skills rule the day the cognitive piece is minimized, but you, as a GM, you've got to put all those pieces together. Got it. Go ahead, AJ. So, uh, can you tell us, like, what does it look like if you administer one of these tests? How do I take it? What, what's the screen like? Am I using a gaming console? How does all that work? How yeah. So this is, do? yeah, this is where the nerd comes out. So uh, we're, we're really uh, conscious of precision, right? We we need to know down to the milliseconds, and so big shout out to our I, I, our IT team, Eric Peters, yeah. and and those guys. They take apart monitors, they run oscilloscopes, uh, really really high speed cameras to ensure that we're taking a precision model here. So it is in on in, in a very specific display that can onset pixels within one to two milliseconds. We know when things go on and off screen. And we have a a European uh, company, third-party response pad, that actually they're interacting with for reaction time that has an internal clock and is also very, very precise. So each test with uh, audio-visual instructions, there's also a practice module, is about four to five minutes. So the entire battery takes an athlete about 40 to 45 minutes, depending on how engaged they are and those kind of things. Tone. I my, my question was, dude, does every NFL prospect take this test? And if so, where? Because it seemed like all all the quarterback numbers came out, but where was this? Are teams giving this to them? Is it happening in the combine? Uh, yeah, great question. So we used to give it at the combine up until COVID, and then they shut all interaction with players down from third parties. I get it. But, yeah, we go to the major all-star games. Uh, we go to pro days. We go to 30 visits. 
um, and, 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 and we'll, we'll fly to, to test guys. So we'll, we'll go wherever we needed to go for these general managers to get the guys. I'll also so say, how's this you know, work? As, so how's this work? So like GMs will just pay your company to get this information and some do, some don't, some split the cost. How's that work? Yeah. So we started out really small because we wanted to vet the product, make sure we were, you know, matching up to what the scouts grades were born very young yeah. on board. Um, and, and we started out with the saints and Cowboys and those guys wanted to go to one team in every division. And we lived that way for about three years. And so those guys paid for the exclusivity part of that. So every team in, in that, in one division got all 850 players before the draft. Um, uh, then just last year, we went to two teams to division and, and that's where we're sort of staying. So they're paying the, the premium price to get exclusive access to the data. I'll also say with those score leaks out there, one number, like we were talking about is, is meaningless relatively. I mean, it gives you a good marker of what an athlete is capable of, but it's really the understanding and the interpretation of the profile. Yeah. And it's not so like going to the, go ahead. It's nine tests. You said, right? Correct. Yep. So that's one score that will be added into other scores to give a probable full score, if we had to guess? Yeah, yeah. It's not an exact average. It's sort of like the decathlon. We take a performance overall nine tasks and then assign an overall score. And what you've been seeing in the media is just an overall score, which is just a general metric of whether they did well overall or poorly overall. But in, the, it, you know, in between that 40 and 60 range is absolutely average. You've got to look at the patterns of scores. That's the most important part. Yeah, and this is not the football battery. This is a a baseball report. Oh. Uh, but you can see that there are there are a pattern of scores. Um, this oh. this particular report trajectory. Somebody's going to have a difficult time understanding where things are going to land in space. Okay, so like the the Stroud one was being used against them, and I know yeah. that that is not what you guys wanted at all where do the leaks come from you think are the leaks accurate and what should we take from that particular leak yeah so i will say from the outset here that um yeah the day that that happened that those leaks happened my phone was blowing up from general managers um and 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 our attorney and so we can't speak on specifics what i will say is the list of scores that i have seen two of those scores are not accurate they're not accurate at all um, and some of the reason could be for narrative purposes. The other reason is that they don't have context. So somebody could have gotten a list of very early scores. One of the athletes on that particular list I know um, had a difficult time making his way to the All-Star game. Things were delayed. Uh, he was in high demand. He was hungry, tired. It was 11 p.m., didn't want to do what he was frustrated we administered the test because we're asked to. Uh, we knew at that point in time, hey, we're gonna we'll get you again. We'll get you at your at your pro day, your thirty visit. We did that, and his score is significantly higher than what is being reported in the media. Okay, so I'm just Stroud. saying that. I'm not saying that it was CJ Stroud. Oh, okay, I'm just okay. Saying yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying. Got just it. that for context purposes, the scores that were leaked. There are a couple of them that are that are inaccurate, and there needs to be context behind that. Okay, which we appreciate that piece of information because you're very new to the world. I think what the Cowboys and Saints were doing way back in the day is obviously smart. Yeah. Let's keep this exclusive. Let's keep it in-house. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's kind of getting more open there, I think there's a lot of owners and a lot of GMs that are very happy about this. And as we continue to learn about your your test here, I think it's better for all parties. So we got to remember whenever shit gets leaked, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. And then there's a chance, you know, not definitely, there's a chance, though, 
that a quarterback in Ohio State, when he took the test, was not anywhere near his A game. Yeah, right. exactly. exactly. And then took it later and was like, hey, this is what this human's going to be probably on a day-to-day, as opposed to in the middle of an absolute ringer of a schedule and life, which also factors in there, which is a piece of information, I assume, that you definitely relayed to the people that are invested. Yeah, yeah. So that's just it. So it's a lot of the – that's what's so disconcerting about the leaks is that it's people that don't have the context about these athletes, what they're what – they're, the testing environment that they were in, the situation. They don't have context on the whole piece of the scores. And again, we're measuring capacity. I want to be clear here. Just because somebody scores at the 98th percentile doesn't mean that they're going to get it done on the field. It means that they have the cognitive capability to do that. You've got to have the physical skills. You've got to have the psychological makeup. You've got to respond well to failure. You've got to like who you're playing with, who you're playing for. It's all, it's just a piece of the puzzle that's informative to our teams. You don't test for that, huh? You can't test for mindset, like if somebody's going to do well whenever they get money, if somebody's going to be able to bounce back quickly, like, is that not something? Dude, listen, listen, if you gave me eight hours with an athlete, we could get through all of that. We literally get 45 minutes oh really you could figure out hey hold on though that's a big deal you could figure out whether or not somebody is going to be like a shit bird or a great person well so here here's what i will say we've been trying to predict human behavior since the beginning of the of time turns out we suck at it right that's why we can give you we can give you a lot of really meaningful information so we're just talking about the NFL here, right? We, we work in 35 to 40 professional sports across five organ, uh, organizations. We work in the military, Air Force, yeah, law dude. enforcement. I can tell you right now, we can capture a law enforcement's agent's proclivity for certain behaviors. But until he's got a gun against him on the other side, we have no idea how he's going to act or react. Same thing with these these literally 21 year old athletes going to the next level we can try our hardest to capture exactly the way these guys are wired but until that guy is full speed with 300 pound linemen crushing him we've got no idea how he's going to react see i when think the that's media the thing. is in his face telling him he, he sucked ass last week yeah. we don't know how he's going to respond i right? wish you guys could figure out a test for that though yeah, yeah that'd be nice that, that would be the, i mean that would be that would be the trillion dollar. That would uh-huh. be the trillion dollar thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are these people going to act in points of pressure? You know, because whenever yep. pressure is on, that's when we're going to need the most. That's when the most eyes are going to be on them. In all those professions that you just listed off, including yeah. professional sports, that would be the gold mine. But I've been through a couple, you know, sociology classes. Yeah. <laughs> I know they've been trying to find out these answers a long time. I thought you were sitting on it. Eight hours, I can figure it out. Like. That's a massive piece. Has any team said, hey, we'll give you... Well, as a psychologist, you can take them through personality assessments and all of these things. I think we can get close, but we can't have the... the, There's no crystal ball. And, right, you've played in a Super Bowl. You you don't know the pressure of a Super Bowl until you've been there. So it's really hard to mimic or to duplicate that experience in a laboratory or in an interview room. I've said this before. I've said... um... No, I almost pooped my pants and felt like kicking that thing off because all the flashes, you know, it was a little bit big. But, like, you can only get so nervous, you know? You can only get so nervous or so big. So whenever I try to talk to my friends, whenever they got one cup left, you know, in beer pong, Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, you know how you feel that little, there's like a little bit of anxiety there if you're not too boozed up? Like, it's like that, just a little bit bigger. Like, it's it's a tough thing to kind of manage or judge pressure, how you react to it, because everybody adjusts to it differently, too, and that's what makes the greats. I don't. Does your test have any of that predictor in there, or is it just what the brain will do at perfect situation? 
Yeah, it is just simple. How are they going to execute on the field? We don't really take into consideration things like pressure. We know that these sort of situations are sort of pressure filled, right? So if you can't handle sitting in front of a computer screen at the senior bowl, because that's a lot of pressure, it might tell you a little bit about how they're going to perform on the field. But we don't mimic a lot of that kind of stuff. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, doctor, have you guys ever kind of run the test on former players like say Brady or either of the Mannings or like a Big Ben or Aaron Rodgers when you know they came into the league before this test existed and also if you know let's say we'll use Rodgers as an example too will teams ever ask to use the test for a player that they're thinking about trading for yeah so great question so prior to the last collective bargaining agreement which i believe this is in its second year we could test roster players and we would test roster players Um, and that's where we got some older veteran players we're no longer allowed to do that uh, as part of the new cba Um, and so it would require so uh, as an example and we have a podcast on our on our site kirk cousins sought us out to take the evaluation because he wanted to learn about himself, about the way he was wired, his play style and things like that. So we have had those type of situations, but um, front offices and, and organizations can't request that. Also, uh, with guys like uh, Peyton and those kind of guys, there is there is an aging effect. So, right, you're at your maximum for most of these things in your 20s. Yes. Um, that's not Ooh. a knock on. Hey, Peyton, your brain's fucking off, weak, bro. Sorry. Hey, Peyton, you got a bad brain. You too, Aaron. <laughs> Tom, you got a bad brain. Let's try to get him in there. I doubt in their prime. They, they did. I'm, I'm sure in the prime they could do things that were superhuman. Oh, wait. But we, this is how you get them in there, by yeah. the way. Hey, Tom. You're going to do fucking terrible on this test. Don't take it. 70% off, Hey, Peyton, your bum-ass brain ain't going to do nothing. Ryan Leaf Leaf just told us that we were a -a whack-a-mole test. We're happy to test it. We'd be happy to. Okay, well, Ryan Leaf, certainly different conversation than Tom and Peyton and Aaron, but I do understand what you were talking about. You are probably taking a lot of shots on the shins because this is something. Oh, a ton. Yeah. That's the game, though. You know what I mean? It is. Yep. How have you Fortunately, we've got we've got support of our teams and, and managers. And again, Herbie, I, I, hey, I Herbie I, texted me immediately while we were talking about it. He was like, "Hey, good people, good research. You should learn about them more." Immediately upon us saying, "What is this even?" Because the percentage, the scoring didn't make sense whenever nope. we were looking at it. And then now it's yeah. like nine other scores need to be taken into account for it all. Yeah, but hey, absolutely. hey, is this what your brain has your brain reacted in the exact fashion that the S2 has told you that it would react <laughs> while taking shots on the shins from the I'll say world? initially I was taking it defensively, but I'm like, you know what? I report to the teams. I don't report to guys on Twitter with no <laughs> with no username or whatever. Like you can say whatever you want, man, but the fact is, is that again we're valued across many leagues and sports, and uh, that that's where we get our validation, not from Twitter. Hell yeah, you should remember that because there's going to be nights where oh yeah, there's going to be some clever trolls in there uh-huh. that are going to say some really oh, yeah. rude stuff, and they're going to get in and they're going to crack in there. You don't work for us, bro. You don't work for us. You're being hired by these teams, multi-billion-dollar franchises. <laughs> Are saying, hey, we need you to help us guide the future. That's all you need to know. Now, with that being said, leaks aren't good. That's not no, no. are not a good thing at all. AJ, go ahead, pal. Have you ever had any uh, motivation to try to come up with a test for coaches, like that a head coach Ooh. could give to potential assistants, maybe to say, hey, what's their what's their capability of being able to understand what I do? We get asked about coaches and, and officials uh, quite frequently. Oh, yeah, oh. hell yeah. Yep. And what happens? We're not doing them? Oh, we are. Yeah, so we're working with a group of SEC officials and NFL officials to potentially start to help uh, 
uh, work through. Um, we're we're going to head to a camp that's t- held every year in Oxford, Mississippi, for potential NFL officials and oh, and know. work with those guys. Um, the coaches have enjoyed taking it, um, which is interesting. Um, I think we we need to think through. I think it's a little bit different cognitive systems that these guys have to engage in. But there are a couple of tasks on the battery, like instinctive learning and distraction control and those kind of things that are absolutely critical. Uh, They make the best coaches, guys who pick up on probabilities quickly, guys who pick up on cues and tendencies uh, from the opponent quickly. Those make the best coaches. In theory, right? But until Bill Belichick takes the test, we don't know, right? Isn't that like, uh, you know? 100%. 100%. 100%. And that's how we start in every new vertical. We go with, in theory, this is how it should work. And then we typically get, you know, this is the, this is the, this has been the most fun for me is being an ex athlete and in science. I can consult with the best scientists in the world who study. So each one of the nine tests is something that people study for a living on a day-to-day basis. I can reach out to them and say, hey, can you help me understand perception speed, how it might be pushed around? And then I can go and talk to, you know, Dave Aranda is a guy who's been really helpful in conceptualizing Corey Raymond and defensive back. So I can talk to the the experts in sport and I can talk to the experts in science. And we're just trying to evolve on a day-to-day basis. We're always just trying to get better from learning from those people so that we can inform the next generation of tests, the next generation of athletes. And like Kirk told you, it's like we got into this game to literally to help college, high school and college athletes. It has been pulled into professional sports because they're interested in the selection piece. But we're interested in helping young athletes understand themselves and be able to train more efficiently. Yeah. Big business too, man. Yeah. I mean, if you have a, if you're sitting on a battery of tests that can make people find out if they're an iconoclast or not, I mean, people <laughs> are going to want to pay for that. Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Brandon, I know you mentioned that with a lot of this stuff, you can't really tell until the guys get out there and actually like perform on the field. But a lot of your examples, you've mentioned, you know, baseball and like you know recognizing pitch sequences and stuff like that. But then also yep. we've heard that. You know, a lot of GMs and coaches around the league um, respect the testing. Have you guys found that, like, uh, there's a specific sport that has more predictive success in it if you do well on the test, like when it comes to baseball or basketball or football? Shot putting. Shot putting. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, baseball is is super you know, because it's analytically driven, it's very static. There's literally one position, it's hitter. Um, you've kind of got to work through situational things, like something like impulse control. It's going to be much more relevant in an O2 count than a 3-0 count. And so you've got to kind of factor in those types of scenarios. Even within football, it varies by position. Like we talked about earlier, these guys that have to make a ton of visual reads, a ton of cognitive processing, so your, your quarterbacks, your safeties, your corners, your receivers, those kind of guys, it's much more related to on-field performance than play on the line where a lot of the physical skills matter, right? And we, we, again, we give a specific battery to all positions. I don't think we capture what uh, offensive linemen have to do. They've got to understand angles. They've got to understand leverage. There's a cadence to what they do. We can measure those things, but we don't measure those things. Now, working with colleges where this isn't a high sort of uh, pressure sort of situation, you got time to work with kids, we do measure those kinds of things and try to help them with understanding angles and, and physics and things. Do you use the Oculus or uh, virtual reality or anything in your testing, or do you plan on adding that into it? Not in our testing. We use a ton of eye tracking. 
um, which has been really helpful. So, for example, we look at eye dominance uh, in receivers, which is critically important. So, oh, if yeah, you've you got do this eye, one here, right? You do this one. Yeah, absolutely. So, if you're if you're if your non-dominant eye is the eye turning to locate, you're going to be off a little bit. High rate of drops there. So you're running routes where your dominant eye is. And so we look at a lot of that kind of information to inform our, our teams to be to be helpful in that. Yeah, hitting, huge. So right-handed hitters that are left eye dominant are money. Me. Yep. So I'm left eye dominant. They, if not, they need to make adjustments like turning their head. Same thing with golfers. We've found a huge relationship to putting. So if you're sitting over your uh, over your putt and wow. your your left eye is your non-dominant eye, you can be off by five visual degrees. That is, I'm fucking five visual degrees on. off. What are we talking about? That's why I'm not making any putts. <laughs> we're ta- we're I knew talking, there was an excuse. I knew there was an excuse. A and a half on a ten foot putt. <laughs> Damn. On Tahoe's greens, yeah, that's going into the sand trap. Mm-hmm. Jeez, Louise. Feels like I'm learning a lot about me while we're chatting here. Uh, how do people take the test? They can sign up to take the test, or does somebody have to employ you to give people the test? Like, there's somebody watching right now that might want to give it to their kid yeah. to find out what their kid's brain yeah. is, what they could be good at in the future, potentially. Like, my, my kid's brain capacity seems to be good for a insert name of job in a sphere Right now, does that happen yeah. or no? Are you you in the private? Yeah, so in the yeah in the youth space, we're wide open in baseball and softball, um, and we do a lot of like showcase events, tournaments. We have some lab we call labs. They're facilities that direct testing around the country. Oh, in the lab. At, in football, it is specific right now, mainly to the quarterback position, and that's how Kirk uh, Herb Street found out about us. Uh, we we partner with the Quarterback Collective, which has um, a number of different uh, venues across the country that do quarterback development. Uh, in particular, Six Points Jacksonville with Will Hewlett and Denny Thompson down there. Nice. Uh, we do a lot of work with their quarterbacks and do development work. And so uh, you've got to find a, a venue like that. So we are out there in the youth space. Uh, we're much wider in baseball and softball. All right. Well, we appreciate you so much for adding to the sport world because even though you weren't able to be a professional track star, you're giving back to the sports world in a massive way with your big fucking brain. We appreciate you so much, Allie. Thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Alley. Yeah, Brandon! The whole pressure thing, I mean, that's that's probably the big downfall of that. Yeah, it's fast. Yeah. That's why whenever you said you give me eight hours, I find I'm like, really? Okay. I didn't like that's a big deal. That would have been a big development for humans, not just athletes. Yeah. If you can find out how somebody will perform under pressure if they haven't been put under pressure, because that is literally the only thing that matters. But I do like the fact that we're finding out about you know, like, hey, the retention is this, this is this, this is this. That's a big weapon to be used in a lot of weapons when making a $100 million decision or so for your billion-dollar franchise. I'm happy for him. It sounds great, AJ. It sounds legit. It really does. I I just wonder, like, some of the questions and some of what he talks about sounds similar to the, the concussion baseline testing they give you. You know, like trying to – you know how they do that? You, you're not knocked out. You take your, your baseline test – you get dinged up, you come take it again, they compare the results. A lot of the stuff he's doing sounds similar, like the spatial awareness, the different things like that. I would assume that um, the reaction iPad that he get from Europe, you know, they said it's like the best technique uh, over there. Millisecond, down to the millisecond. Yeah, what if you're a gamer, though? Like, say, so, like an, does an old school dude that never has played any kind of gaming Fucked. system 
compared to a young dude, like does that play a factor? I would imagine. Well, certainly in your reaction time. I mean, yeah, no doubt about it. Well, it's not all the like battery, the, the whole battery. <laughs> kept saying the battery. Battery, battery. That was that. awesome. I felt so smart. I'm gonna start using that a lot for list of things or a litany of things. I'm gonna start saying. So the there's no real. You should say battery. Sorry to cut you off there, but there's no, no like when we see brain. these numbers come out, these like percentages. There's nine tests, right? There's nine different percentages. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it, they don't like come down to an overall score, do they? But I would assume, okay, he said there's one at yeah. the end, but it's not just an average. Okay. It is uh, put together with certain things. I would assume there's some that maybe you're lower in, but then a, another test is like the complete opposite of that, that you're potentially higher in, and those offset each other, yeah. as opposed to just all nine of them offsetting each other. I assume there's tests within the nine that kind of, you know. They rank them out of nine? You know how you do like uh you do push-ups and then you do pull-up. You know how you're mm -hmm. supposed to do like those are the opposite yeah. of each other. There's probably a couple tests that are like counter to each other in there. So unless you have all nine of them, it's probably going to be difficult to find out who's who. And it also did sound like CJ was fucking miserable, tired, didn't want to take it, was forced to take it. And then they said, we'll give it to you later. And he got significantly better. Because if you're midnight, he said he was giving it to him. Yeah. Fresh out of whatever, mm -hmm. pissed Workout, off. Hungry. I'm not doing this shit. You have to do it. Okay. Says who? Well, it also sounds like this is like this is a baseball test that they've tweaked for football. Like a lot of that stuff does make sense for baseball with like, you know, recognizing pitches, laying off stuff in the dirt, but like it seems like they just tweaked it a little bit and it's like, oh no, it works for quarterbacks too. Like I, I understand the baseball aspect, but it feels like it's still not perfect in terms of like how it's testing a quarterback. They're evolving, they'll figure it out, you know? In theory it all makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And in theory, that would be a great piece of information to have if I'm a general manager. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I love that they're doing it, and congrats on all the success to all the people at S2, including IT guy Eric Powers. What a, what a dog. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking dog that guy is. Would be sweet if they could tell you the uh, kind of how people's mindsets might change when their lives drastically change. Yes. Because that would be a massive part of it as well. The pressure thing would be awesome. Uh-huh. Now, he's saying that it's pressure to take the test to begin with. Guys that are going top five overall, taking this test, probably no pressure at all. This is a to-do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not a... Yeah, box to check off. Yeah. Could you do well at this? AJ, your fingers might not be able to press the button. Sure. <laughs> I probably suck. I, I'm, I bet there are certain things I would do well in and some things I would score zero. And maybe 10 years ago when he was a little yeah. sharper. Yeah. yeah, now you're old. <laughs> yeah. As long as there's no math, I'll be all right. I don't I'll put numbers on there. I, didn't seem like I would assume there's some sort of cognitive... I don't like riddles and I'm not good with numbers, so... Maybe you like Matt Riddle. Oh, you don't like patterns. I love Matt Riddle. He's awesome. But I'm not good at riddles. So wonder like you I, did good or no? Honestly, I don't know. Probably terrible. I think that was like the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. I was. I don't remember any questions. Was that How long huge? was it? It was 50. You have 15 minutes, I think. It's 50 questions, okay. if I recall. I didn't know I was taking it when I was going in <laughs> to take it. I was very, 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 very hungover. Like, mm. I thought I was going in for height and weight. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. And then they shuttle us upstairs. What are we doing? Wonderlick. What's the Wonderlick? Didn't even know what it was. And then it was like 15. And I was like, these questions are too easy. But I guess the people that are like overthinkers overthink it. And then the people that are can't read, like they're not doing well. Right. Because they're not getting through it. It's like the timing thing. So like the wonder, like I wonder what its place will be going forward because I think you can like pull from it whatever you want. Like I think 
allegedly the internet says you scored like a 27 or something like that. So teams will be like, okay, he passed. Let's yep. just mm-hmm. move on to another thing. You know what I mean? But then if a guy scores like a seven, it's like, hey, this guy can't read probably. So is that an issue? Maybe, yeah. but also maybe part not. Of the puzzle. It's all part. It's all gathering information, mm-hmm. and it depends on how you interpret it and how much, I guess, how much weight you put on each each individual test these guys take. Well, and to follow up that, guys that get very low scores on Wonderlick, they might just be going A, 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 just because they're like, I'm not fucking doing it. What are we like your baseline, just like your baseline concussion test, same thing. Yeah, am I playing football or am I fucking feeling? I'm I'm done with school. Yeah. That's why I'm not doing this anymore. Well, that's why. It's hard to balance it all in, like what matters, what doesn't matter to who. That's why AJ never got a concussion. We just heard it because he purposely failed the baseline test so that when he did get a concussion and actually had one, the results I'll tell you what, AJ's not the only one. As you're taking that test, you're like, man, I think if I'm a little bit tired, I'll forget these answers. I'm not setting myself up to get taken out of a game. Some of those questions are interesting, AJ. Oh, yeah. It's it's time consuming. I was, I did as fast as I possibly could. Zero documented concussions, this guy. (laughs) But I had no, I never had to come back and take it. I never got dinged up to where they're like, hey, we need to take your baseline test again and compare. Nobody ever looked at AJ and said, you know what? That brain needs to be examined. Nope. That's good. (laughs) Let's go to Bobby in Jersey. What's going on, Bobby? Hey, boys. Happy Monday. How we doing? Keep it moving. Happy Monday to you. I appreciate it. Yeah, just a quick shout-out to the pod. Love you, boys. And uh, my question's for AJ. Uh, we always love your rankings, AJ. So I just want you to rank the four starting quarterbacks that you played with. Uh, first, starting off with next MVP, future Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Then you got MVP season Matt Ryan. I know you didn't play with him much. You also got Red Rifle, uh, Andy Dalton. Rocket. Then you got that sticky yeah, finger Rocket. bandit. All right. Anyways, there towards the end, got a little. That was not our voices. No, 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 no. it was certainly coming through our program, but that was none of our voices. No, no. Would like that to be added. And I did hang up on person. Yeah, smart. Look at me, huh? Defending. Yeah, trying to help. Good know. job. Would you please rank those uh, quarterbacks though? Matt Ryan, Andy Dalton, uh, Mr. Favre, and Aaron Rodgers. I mean. First off, the guy said he 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 likes when I rank things. I've, I don't know if I've ever ranked anything. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby. What about Matt? Aaron's the best. Aaron's the best quarterback I've ever played with. There you go. Bobby. Whoa! Aaron's, Aaron's the best of all time in my mind. Whoa! Whoa! You're gonna get sued for that. Yeah. yeah. Holy hell! You fool. Let's go to Jeremy in Evansville, Indiana. What's going on, Jeremy? We're gonna talk to Jeremy. Let's go to Eli and South. That's the same person we talked to. Gotta be. Met. Met. Emmett. Mitt. Fuck. And then this other one, Mitt, that's certainly something we'll never talk about on our show. Oh, I need to know what that is. We should... You know what it is. There's firings, I guess, all across the political spectrum oh, world. Okay. Somebody oh. wants to dive into it. <laughs> Mitch just types it out. Right? Mitt, you think we're going to. Mitt, at what point is that time for us to talk about? Mitt. Mitt, tighten up. Mitt. Mom, pal. You should give him the S2 test. Well, well, that's what I was asking for. I didn't know he. I guess we got to go to like a football festival, yeah, yeah. and we'll get it done. Festival, yeah, for real, yeah. Can you, how do you like Herbie's son took it? I know Herbie's on the website with a quote, yeah. so I assume his son took it somewhere and they use it to like, hey, how can I get better at the football collective, Smart. quarterback collective, summit? Oh, okay, collective summit, the festivals. Right. These festivals festival. that we got to get to. Festival. 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 
I do understand how if you're a parent, you would want your kid to take it so I can know, like, hey, can yeah. my kid's brain actively actually get to the majors? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, if it's a baseball player and it's like, hey, this test is like a 80% accuracy on whether or not the brain can withhold. Withstand? Withstand. You get it. The majors. Right. That's a piece of information I would like to know. Absolutely. Like, no, no shot. Okay, cool. We will go in a different direction. That'd be a weapon. You know, that would you be. You put that much into it? If it says, hey, they don't, they don't have the capacity, you could say, all right, we're quitting sports? Bro, baseball, like the Oculus, that's why I'm asking. The Oculus has. Like, like batting practice. MLB pitching. Mm -hmm. Like there's an app where it's like actual. Someone's son's on the court. So you can find out. He sees a bat, yeah. Yeah, you're holding the bat, too. Yeah, it's, you, you can find out whether or not somebody can track a fucking curveball or not. I think. I don't, I'm not 100% sure with what the 4K is, and I don't know what the yes to yes is. If, like, somebody's definitely good, they're definitely good, or if they're definitely good, it doesn't matter. But I think, like, that's something that is really taking off in the baseball world, I think. I would like to see that, to see how accurate it is in terms of, like, yeah, the off-speed stuff and, like, if a guy – if you can actually see, like, a 99-mile-an-hour fastball and stuff like that because if you if that's pretty accurate and true to life, like, yeah, that would be a massive – Massive piece of information. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been in there with a guy who got drafted to the fucking Brewers or whatever. That's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Dominant eye, <clears throat> wrong hand. You know, AJ? Yeah. See, I'm, I'm right eye dominant, so my putting, I'm going to make every putt I take now because I'm just going to turn my head a little bit more. How do you know which eye? You've got to aim foot and a half left on 10-foot putt. Yeah. That's right. Ooh. How do you know? What about 25-foot putt? You put, a circle, you put a circle around something in your hands, and then you close one eye, and if it's still you in the middle. You know which eye you're dominant? Put something in the middle. Yeah, I got contacts. So, I'm right eye yeah. dominant. So if it's, yeah, so I'm left eye dominant. Yeah, me too. That was a, I learned whenever old Tim McAfee took me hunting. And I had to get a gun certificate, and I'm sitting there shooting this 30-06, boom, you know what I mean? So they're calling me soft because I'm getting scared to pull the trigger, and I'm missing the fucking target. Turns out my le I'm a left eye. Yeah, and you're looking to the right. Yeah, mm -hmm. left eye. So you got to do what you got to do. Should I have to flip, flip the gun? Yeah. I was, they were saying terrible things about me as a 12-year-old. My dad was embarrassed, I think. <laughs> He didn't say anything. It was everybody else, but my dad had to take it on the shins. Right? Probably something wrong with my kid here. What eye is yours? <laughs> you got me looking at the wrong eye, kid. You got it done. Did figured it out. I killed two deer. Yep. yep. I, I ain't a killer, but don't push me. You know? That's right. Yeah. Yep. Amen. What's up, yeah, AJ? What's you up? Force those, it is amazing when you can force those deer into going into full cardiac arrest out there in the woods without even firing a shot. Yeah. No, I Whoa. fired a shot. I fired a shot, mm -hmm. but I don't know it if it hit. Scared him to death. He just his heart just exploded. He was so scared. Bingo. Yeah. Unbelievable. No wasted you to, meat. You had to chop that thing up and carry it out of the woods. No, no, you don't you had to drag that thing out of the woods. Long way. It was Pennsylvania Mountains. We we're up. Find a bullet hole? Find the bullet holes? No. No extra wound, no entry wound. <laughs> mm -hmm. No wasted meat. I was the best killer of all time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. Yep. Thing had a fucking heart attack out in the middle of the woods. We went searching for that thing for hours. Oh. I mean, we went down this thing. It must have ran this way, you know. It did not. It fell right where it was standing. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> had a good life, though. It lived all the way to the very end. Yeah. It's good offense. It was a pain. Lived death. right up until it died. It did. Did we? Do you know how old it was? Was it a big buck? 
Uh, 16 points. Probably a little right? baby doe. Probably like seven nah. weeks old. I think it had a, I think it was a two, uh, just a spike. I think it was a spike. So it was a little young. Did you have to, did you have to rifle butt it in the head to, to put it out of its misery when you got there? Sweet, no, full it, cardiac arrest. It died. That, that thing had a bad ticker. Yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. Tim didn't jump on it and just gut it like a pig just to make sure. No, but I did have to gut it. Yeah. What are we talking about? I had to do that. Okay. That was oh, the no. scene. Yeah. You got to do a moment of silence okay. for this? No, that. That's different. That deer was very dead. Yeah. That thing would have died without us being there. Right. Did I think that thing the, was turning did around. Did Tim put the deer's blood across your forehead and on yeah. your face mm-hmm. to mark you? That would have been sweet. No, I did it in the morning. I had to fucking sit there all goddamn day. Until <laughs> <laughs> sun goes down and we get out of there. And Tim got lost. He won't say it, but he did. <laughs> yep. It was a longer walk out than it was in. That's tough. <laughs> what a time. That's hunting. That's hunting, baby. That's hunting. That's exactly hunting. <laughs> you were in the PA woods doing this? It's not at all. Yeah. It's not at all. Yeah. There's, some, there's some hunting going on in the PA woods right Ooh, now. Oh, yeah. Watch out. Big time hunting in the PA yeah. woods right now. What? Apparently fucking Bam Margera's in the PA woods and they're looking for him. What? what? Is that real? They won't find him. <laughs> <laughs> not going to find him. He's like that dude in, uh, from the Atlanta, Atlanta bombing situation. He's going to be out there for weeks. He's going to have so many booby traps cooked up. To yeah, Bam right. Margera. Oh, the okay. holes he used to have his dad walk right into. Yeah. Bam Margera's a one-man in Pennsylvania. Uh, criminal charges. This after cop say he got into an altercation and made a getaway into the woods. Smart. Where'd he go? <laughs> in the woods. Who is it? Fucking Bam Margera. <laughs> in the woods. You think he's got those really cool jeans on, probably? Absolutely. Such cool glasses. Yep. Jean coming mm-hmm. out the jeans. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Just in case. We hope everything's all right, Bam. Peace and peace, Bam. It is funny to hear that you're just fucking running through the woods right now in Pennsylvania. Jesus. He's been going through. But to be clear, that deer that I killed, it turns a corner mm-hmm. and sees Bam Margera yeah. there. That heart. Yeah, explodes. explodes. That. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like so, David Rudolph. Yeah. Run, yeah. Rudolph. That's what I was going for. Run. Yeah, Dave Rudolph. Run, Rudolph, run. What was that song? Tim Kaczynski. All I keep thinking is, run, run, run. run. That's the great song. What was the Run, Rudolph song? Do we remember what that was? That was the guy who did the bombing. Eric Rudolph, I apologize. David Rudolph was the staircase lawyer. Yeah, the owl. Oh, and also David Rudolph was also a rapper back in the day. Wasn't he uh, Kevin Rudolph? No. Kevin, Kevin Rudolph. Yeah. Kevin oh, yeah. Rudolph was a rapper yeah. back in the day. What was that song called? Baby, uh, are you down, down? I don't know. Was that Paper Bag? Was that the... Uh, no, yeah, it was so, either Let It Rock or I let, Made let, it. Rock. let It Rock, yeah. Let it he was so cool, too. He was. He had cooler jeans than Bam Margera in that music video. That song's a banger. Kevin Rudolph, dude. Anyways, <laughs> Eric Rudolph was in the woods of North Carolina, uh-huh. and he grew up there, mm-hmm. yeah. and they were never going to find him. That documentary was great, that series that they did on him. Yeah. Very good. Bam Margera also grew up in those woods. He yeah. did. I don't know if it's the same way Rudolph did, but we hope everything's all right, Bam. Good luck. Tease and peace. Let's hope he has some supplies with him. Jeez. Well, you better have that survivor. <laughs> if he doesn't have that, that survivor straw? straw, he's fucked. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. he probably does. Drinking out of streams all over the place. He well, could live for years. Yeah, I think you just, I think you can pee right in. You can't you can piss well. it. Let's go to the fence. Let's go to Eli <laughs> in South Carolina. Eli you don't let's... miss any fluid. No fluid missed. You just anchor that thing right to the top of your yep. pee hole and just drink. Cycle it. We're a survival program. What do you want to talk about, Eli? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's going on, boys? How are we doing? Whoa, whoa. whoa, 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 whoa Jesus. Whoa. Yeah, Jesus was a survivalist. 33 good years. That's right. Uh, and in a cave. Boom. Did he have a survival straw? 
Probably. Yeah, everything he did was a survival yeah. straw, bro. Blood to wine. That's right. Yeah. Body water. to bread. Blood. Piss to water. Yes. Blood. <laughs> survival straw. Never gets talked about. Great question, Eli. Thank you for bringing that up. Good call. What if I don't know? <laughs> no, I thought you were. Eli, what do you want to talk about, brother? Sorry about that. You got put in a tough spot. I mean, you said Jesus. I, uh, I'm just wondering if we're believing any of this bullshit about C.J. Stroud. He's obviously going first or second, and they haven't taken this goddamn R2-D2 test like he fucking turned in a blank piece of paper with his name on it. Uh, are we believe in any of this pre-draft Eli. bullshit or what? Hell yeah. How about you? Do you believe in any of it, Eli? Uh, no, he's going either to Carolina or Houston for sure. All right. Are you a Panthers fan? Uh, no, Panthers suck. Go Giants. Oh, respect. Danny Dimes. Oh, yeah. We don't believe any of it, Eli. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's very hard to. But we thought Mac Jones was going three there for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if he did, the Niners probably would have had two Super Bowls by now. Yep. Probably. <laughs> How come the Patriots haven't? Because we had a guy who liked to go to Denny's or the 99 or right. IHOP. Or... <laughs> you're, you're very rude. And you could have very easily kept that as a football comment. That's a coach. In the For NFL. instance, guy played defense. Yeah, and he's an offense coordinator all of a sudden. Exactly. But see, I, it's kind of like one of those things where I say that I say uh, big fat Denny's guy, and you say boom defense guy who coach off. Oh, you're saying it's a team thing. This is this is S two right in front of us. Yeah, like co- correlation. He's a coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Yeah. Consultant. On, consultant. Back consultant. on True. defense too. So I, I bet he's going to help out a lot more than Gannon did a lot. So they're not going to pay him right because his Detroit Lions checks are done. Yes. Th- yeah. Those are done. That's exactly why New England. He had to hit the road. And that's why Joe Judge is still They there. paid him zero dollars to be an offense coordinator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he gave him zero production. And yeah. now he is with the Philadelphia Eagles as a senior consultant. Mm-hmm. Get what you pay for. Bingo. Yeah. And that's life. Amen. Well said. And we were that's still... too cognitive. Bingo. <laughs> it's not is so it's ipso facto as a test. Yeah. Yeah. But can't get the pressure thing. No. No kidding. Maybe they should just do like um you know where people like send flash bombs off and stuff? Oh yeah. While you're taking the test, like, hey, no matter what, get through this test. There's gonna be some stuff. They throw in like a grin a smoke grenade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple flashbangs. Yeah. Fake fake sounds of guns. While they're taking this test. Yeah. That would potentially yep. put them in a little bit of a Yeah. Maybe have Jalen Carter come turn the corner mm-hmm. like as they're taking the test, you know, like yeah. uh combine, not pro day. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So he's coming around pretty quickly, and it's like they have to answer a question while that's happening. That's a good idea. Shake the chair, have like one of those IMAX chairs. Oh, like we saw Top Gun in. Yeah, bingo. Yeah. Simulate a kidnapping of your family. Yeah. There you go. Put a bag of poop under his desk. Light it on fire. Boom. I think it's only, they said 45 minutes, five minutes each test, nine tests. Bang, quick math. AJ. Didn't even hear what you said. (laughs) Failed. 45. Yep. Told you, not, not numbers. You yeah, said numbers, you know I zone out. Yeah. 40s, 60s, average human. AJ right there, not even listening. Well, I was just thinking of all the distractions you could throw at the guy. That's all I'm thinking. Let's go, let's brainstorm here for Brandon. Go ahead, let's hear what I you're mean, thinking. everything. To have like random, just randomly have like a couple people fornicating in the in the corner yeah. there. Boom. Hey, Boom. Look at yeah. that. Hey, impulse control. Here we go. But if you had office linebacker Terry Tate spear someone through a table next. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom. That's feather, what we're talking about. Feather on the Shoot ear somebody. and on the feet. Have, Tickle a guy. Ooh. 
Oh, yeah. Because ah, ah, impulse. Somebody assassinate somebody right in the room, but it's really not real. But the, the special effects make it look so real you think he's dead. Yeah. So you're paying for the camera and you're paying for that yeah. iPad that's in front of Europe. Mm-hmm. Now pay for a holograph yeah. pretty much right. of a man getting shot right in the head right in front of this Jim person. Cameron. Jim Cameron will build a rig to make it look at his head explode. That was talking. You're right. When you were kids in school. Did you ever put itchy powder someone down someone's back? Oh, so rude. Mm-hmm. Good luck taking a test with that. Maybe just even as, as little as an ice cube down the back of the Yeah, shirt. there you go. Yeah. Oh. Don't put a Gatorade bath on top of them while they're doing Finish it. Finish the oh. test. Yeah. yeah. Finish the test. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. I have like a drill sergeant just in there the whole yeah. time. Hey, Finish the goddamn hey, yeah. You get to be here. <laughs> All right. Make so we're just brainstorming. Yeah. Jelly of Sibian while they're fucking yeah. test. Boom. Oh, Hell yeah. Vibrating floor, you're saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe make them stand over a mirror, straddle it with no pants on, so they have to look down and see if their ass is a hole in the ground. That's right. Yeah. Maybe make the pencil like a double-sided <laughs> dildo, and they have to hold on to it while they're writing. So they can't get distracted by the exactly. immaturity of the pencil. It, 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 yeah, boom. Big one. And they, <laughs> that thing is yeah. that thing's like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got to write their name. Yeah. Yep. Four on the bottom. Very you important. Got someone grabbing the top of it and trying to like force it into their ear and <laughs> yeah. their mouth and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Finish your test! Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Finish your test! Yeah. They need to stream this live. I need to see, watch these guys take it, man. That'd be amazing. So I'm trying to write my name with this damn double header just flopping up over the place. You know how hard it is to write the how's, how's this correlate to football? Finish, Finish your test! Sorry, Brandon. We know you worked very hard. Yeah. But that would help. Variation. Just trying to help. <laughs> this could get pretty costly with all the different things we're going to throw. They're already yeah. spending. Look, they're already yeah. spending. They got Soviet type technology that's in right, there. That's right. Not that much. Oh, this wire shows the worst. <laughs> Never forget it. <sighs> Maybe they should use our ideas, though. I mean, I think everything that we just listed would actually. I would. I need to know yeah. if the future quarterback of maybe my team can write his name in cursive with a double sided dildo yeah. pencil. Bingo. 16 inches at least. Need a good flop yeah. both ways. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know that if someone gets both shot ways. in the head in front of them. It needs to be like a full balancing act, you know? Yeah, exactly. That'll be a part of it, yeah. you know? And they have to – it'll be uh, – so it'll be a pen. It'll be an – it'll be on an iPad. Yeah. And they have to fill in the – like, so they have to get it right or it goes back to the beginning. Sure, yeah. And they finish the test. There we go. Yeah. So you got to balance the uh-huh. – Floppy, what do you do with the pencil when you're done? Well, you obviously, to, you give it to you give, <laughs> Yeah, you give it to the two people having yeah. sex in the court. Like a gentleman. <laughs> give a little kiss and then you hand it you're off. Right. Well, it depends yeah. on what you do. That'll be a part of the judgment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did yeah. hand it off to the fr- to the yeah. couple. Yeah. Right. Like a gentleman. <laughs> Kept it for himself, put it in his back pocket. Yep. Yeah. Here, pal. Seems like you're having a hard time. Use this. <laughs> Anyways. We're just trying to get the best cognitive test scores that we could possibly get because we don't want NFL teams to miss on quarterbacks anymore. No more busts. These are high picks. We don't want to have to do that anymore. Trying to save you money. Nice. Boom. Yeah. That one was always meant. (laughs) Yeah, there was no chance. (laughs) There you have it. We knew we had it right. The universe just told us. That's right. You're welcome, S2. If you need anything else from the non-doctors of the group, Please let us know. We can't thank you enough for joining us on this glorious overreaction Monday. Draft spectacular Thursday night, 740-ish yeah. Eastern Standard Time. Be a friend, tell a friend. I think we'll give away probably $100,000. Wow. Yeah, we'll have surprise guests, big conversations, good reactions. We'll see dreams come true. And teams 
fail miserably, but we won't know for at least another three to four years. Mm-hmm. That's right. So let's just enjoy the draft spectacular. Let's enjoy the first round together. We got a lot of friends coming through. We got a show coming through. We should have an absolute blast. You all are the best people on earth. Big thanks to Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissero, yep. and the planter. Yes. Yeah. Remember the planter, Ian. Shh, that was- sh- shut your face. Pipe down. How much they pay you? Shut up. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's very easy. It's it's very rude. rude. It's I, hope, crazy. I hope that didn't happen exactly as you said it. It did. It did almost. Did. That's how I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys remember? Yeah, going? That's yeah. basically what I saw. He's just. He's just him. Like oh just yeah. The guy? Yeah. Finger to oh, mouth. I, to, yeah. I saw some. I didn't see that part. I need to go back. I didn't hear the whole thing that came out of his mouth. But as soon as I see this, I think we all know what's being said. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're never supposed to speak in front of me, you motherfucker. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of being said. He did that. Wow. But he wanted to give us a great interview, and he did. Yeah, he did. Just like Tom Pelissero, we kind of got to the bottom of him burying kickers, getting an opportunity to talk to Roger Goodell. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen often. And his phrasing at the end, or do we get rid of kickers? Shut up, Tom. Yeah, that was okay. ridiculous. Don't need that. <laughs> Tom did tell me, relay me some information, that there was GMs around the league that were like, hey, what you do to piss off Pat? Yeah. I like that that's happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't get any of those texts. I do like that that's taking place. Also, big shout-out to Brandon Alley for stopping by. Hope we get a chance to talk to that doctor of philosophy through psychology yeah. and the founder of S2 Cognitive Test again. AJ, he was great. He, he is good, and he I think what's cool is he even says, like, hey, this isn't a be-all, end-all. Like, this is one piece of the puzzle trying to help these guys evaluate players. Eight hours, though. Yeah, that's all you need. That's all you need. Hey, I'm interested in the whole psychology thing. The brain is an oh, yeah. incredible thing. You know, a lot of human bodies all look the exact same, have the ability to perform the exact same. The brain is just the big difference. Why are some brains one way and then some brains shitbirds? That'd be a good piece of information to have. Mm-hmm. So if they're able to figure that out, I hope they do. Godspeed, AJ. Good good luck trying to understand people's brains. And also, I want to know if, let's say you take a test young when you're 15, how much can you, yeah. like how, all these cognitive things, can you improve by how much? And do they have tools to help you improve too? Well, when you get old, remember Tom Brady, <laughs> bum ass on this test. Yeah, oh, you yeah, can terrible. never get it done. Peyton Manning, he would be so terrible at this test. Yep. I hear Peyton, like, I hope Peyton watches this or hears this. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me I'm going to do worse than, you know, just rattle off a bunch of names. Yeah, orders a test right now. I don't think so. I don't think so. Give me that fucking test. Fuck this guy. <laughs> you should hire Coach JB because he can tell you who's a shitbird and who's not. Yep. Coach JB should take that S2 test. He should. Mm-hmm. Yes. We'd like to put Mitt on there and Coach JB. Mm-hmm. That's not too much to ask. I don't think so. You can get that done. Hey, great shot of you boys today. Great. Zito, way to fill in for Foxy, pal. Bruce, way hey, to fill in for Zito. Hey, Bruce. Yeah. Nick, great work back there. Dirty, great work back there. Boy, hey, Bill, good work Dirty. out there. Bill. Hey, baby, Bill. Bill. Mitt, we need to work on some stuff. Let's tighten it up a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great show by you too, Pat. Today was an okay show. Lots to talk about. Mondays yeah. are always pretty easy because you got a lot happening. Oh, yeah. Tonight there's a lot popping off, right? Tonight we got a lot of things happening in oh, sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Four NHL, two yeah, NBA. Yeah. Lakers? Lakers yeah. are Lakers. playing tonight. Giannis is back tonight. Oh, tomorrow's going to be awesome because we'll talk about that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. We got For the... fucking Golden Knights and Winnipeg Jets. Puck dropping Damn. at 9.30 p.m. See you there. Hey, see you tomorrow <laughs> yeah. at the highlights. Jackie Aces, why don't you stop being soft and score a hattie, pal? He's yeah. going for it tonight. He's he's fucking going balls to the walls. Chase Elliott, top 10 finish, I do believe, down there. Dega, massive crash with an, uh, one lap left. Oh, yeah. massive. Bubba Wallace's car ended up. Sideways, mm-hmm. last lap. Dega, not good. He, was he leading? Yeah, second. First it, or second. Didn't win, though. 
Who won? Fucking KY, baby. Is Kyle running? Yep. Kyle's winning. Boom. Unless Chase Elliott does, then we'll donate 150000 Seems like it might be a little bit difficult. Yeah. That's racing, baby. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. You are the best humans on earth. Be a friend, tell a friend something nice. You never know how it's going to change their life. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.